What's up, everybody? Welcome to the finale of our Game of the Year 2019 discussions here, here at Rocket Punch. Here at the Rocket Punch cast. Was, was that some Sephiroth? It was a little one wing and Andrew, you know. Oh, okay. 2020 is a little tease of what's to come, but not necessarily. We've been waiting for seven years, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? I can wait another one to play it on the Xbox. Is it, do you think it'll come to Xbox, or is it going to come to PC? It's period? a timed exclusive mm-hmm. for one year. For, But it come to PC or Xbox? This is Game of the Year finale. It's <laughs> not the Final Fantasy cast. <laughs> Put my foot yes. down. I guess let's let's stop on 2020. Let's go back to 2019. Uh, this is our Game of the Year 2019 <laughs> finale episode here on the Rocket Punch cast. Um, I'm Cameron. That's Will. Hi. This is Seth. Um, our uh, Rocket Punch veteran, uh, he's been he's helped us out in our um, team designer. Oh, I'm sorry, Grand Creative Director. Grand Creative Director. You will get that at some hang point on, in time. Hang on, hang on. Can we just skip the the bus and call you Grand Admiral Seth? That is the shortened <laughs> title that you may certainly go with at any okay. time. Okay, I just any had to make sure. Anytime. <laughs> okay. In fact, I am not a hundred percent. Against the idea of creating a Grand Admiral Imperial outfit. <laughs> the white. With the... Oh, you know, man. I, you would, I think you would pull oh. it off very well. I uh, know I would pull it off would very well. Palace is actually commenting on all of us wearing Rocket Punch shirts. That's right, son. We Hashtag stay on, on brand. brand. The Grand Creative Director is here. You better believe we're wearing Rocket Punch shirts. Oh. Uh, especially to life. the most wonderful time of the year. Um, we... We've had our three episodes. We've gone through our nine main categories. It's time for the big one. The big one. Where the we talk big about one. how great Anthem is. You missed Biggest Fail. I'm sorry. Sure. Um, hang on here. I'm sorry. You must have missed Biggest Fail. It's no, it's no, it's... I joke. Yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm just like, hang on. Game here. of the Year's around of the table, right? Yes. Everybody's got one. <laughs> Everybody's got one. We're going to list them all. It, no more of the dancing around it. This episode, we're going to give our official picks for Game of the Year 2019 here at Rocket Punch. Um, you I, know, I have been so tempted. I've been like, man, I, you know how I do with these Twitter threads, right? Where I get the, I start using the, the add new tweet button and just like create these. Yes, I may have seen this one. You've twice. seen these. I wanted to do one for my games. I was like, you know what? I should hold off. And wait till the Rocket Punch episode so I can talk about them. Yes. Live. Yes. So, funny thing, Ruru 2, uh, I believe that was 2015's Game of the Year. That was. So. I was, I was here for that one. Yes, you I were. a full-timer. That's Game of the Decade. <laughs> depending uh, on who you are. Uh, um, it's, uh, um, it's the marketing so, guy. <laughs> uh, um, Dark Souls is calling and has a statement oh, oh, prepared oh, oh, for okay, more okay. influential games than okay. Witcher 3. And welcome, CSL. I see you sneaking yeah, in chat Yeah, Souls-like has really become a real thing. <clears throat> so, guys, let's jump straight into it. We've got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about, and we'll give you guys a rundown of how the show is going to go tonight. I'm checking my list to make sure it's right. Go, go and check your list. I'm, He's I'm, checking his I'm, list. i got to double-check my list as well. So check your list while I give everyone Keep the spiel for housekeeping here. Um, guys, if you didn't know, this is the Rocket Punch Cast, where yes. groups of friends from all around come to this table to talk <clears> about <throat> video games and microphones. Uh, you can listen to us every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice. You can also listen to us live as we record the show each and every Sunday around 8 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live. I want to give a shout out to all the people watching us at Twitch Live. 
or Twitch right now live um, joining us in our conversations here. Um, if you want to know more about Rocket Punch and what we do and all the content we create, make sure you head over to rocketpunchgo.com. That is your one-stop shop for all things Rocket Punch. Our videos, podcasts, and more are right there at your fingertips. Um, if you are listening via audio, we would love it if you took a little bit of time to rate and review us. Help make us better for you. Um, take a few minutes of that out of your day. And if you're uh, watching via video, we would love, love, love if you threw us your free Twitch Prime sub. Um, help subscribe on our Twitch channel. Make <laughs> us even stronger than ever before. And get access to exclusive emotes and a whole lot more. The emotes uh, are really cool. They are really cool. I'm a fan uh, of the emotes. Thanks to Strawberry Foxes, a local artist here in town that designed them for us. She did a really good job. Yes. Um, if you want to be a part of the Rock Punch community and talk to us and join up with us when we're off mic, make sure you head over to our Discord channel. Um, if Will isn't doing that, somebody's putting it in chat right now. So that way you guys can no join idea up. I have what you're talking about. And then, of course, I'll get this out of the way so we can get the rules down. Um, if you want to be even more awesome, you can go over to patreon.com slash rockandpunch and support us over there for as little as a dollar a month. You can help keep the lights on. We have a light now. Um, yes, we're <laughs> you, well lit with a key can, light. You can help keep the lights on yeah, here you at Rocket Punch. can finally can count I, how many hairs I have on top can of I, Can I admit something to you? Go ahead. So I have a degree focused around film and digital media, okay. and it always really bugged me. That y'all used overhead lighting. Because that was truly... <laughs> That's all we the, had. That is the cardinal sin of That's all we lighting. had. It's, I know for a fact it's not all you had. I know how cumbersome oh, yeah, and oh, yeah, stupid okay. those things are. Yes. But I gave you I the forgot, light kit. I forgot about but those. they are also hot garbage, both <laughs> physically temperature-wise, but then also they're huge. Yes, they're it, It's more the temperature than anything else. The temperature was but bad. But that key light is super, yeah, super awesome. Great. We, I just, by the I just time looked at that them. light. That is not... Pro tip, don't look at lights directly. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to have just like... It burned into your retina. I just got hit with a wave of all of the eclipse glasses from a couple of years ago. Oh, anyways. It was like last year. It was last year. Yeah, it was. And people ago. were buying like, like 50 cent eclipse glasses. Pro tip. If you're going to look directly at the sun, please put something that costs more than 50 cents between your eyes and that thing. Yes, I, I, I correct. Digress. I mean, um, I'm going to be honest. I just had a big f piece of filter glass and put that uh, in front of my eyes. That works. That was a lot better than those little cheap pieces of crap. <laughs> well. And, uh, and then the other thing you do is put that over your phone camera and you get some really cool photos. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Unless you want to live in the moment. I was there. I lived in the moment. I mean, I was there, there too, but. Do you I, take pictures of fireworks? No. Good. I was about to say, that's a line too far. <laughs> Take pictures. First off, like, I've never seen a good photo of fireworks that weren't like set up by a professional photographer who was told where to stay. Patre fireworks and snow. <laughs> Don't photograph them unless you're a professional. Just enjoy Patreon.com slash Rocket Punch. I <laughs> uh, want to give a special shout out to our Patreon producers um, supporting us at our highest tier over there. Yes. So thank you very much to Chuck O'Brien, Jossie Moore, Sam Sugg, Jeremy Moses, Steven Sanders, and General Palace. In chat, thank you guys so much. Actually, it's uh, just not palace. It's, it's palace streams. It's it, it's hard to break old habits. I'll tell you that. Uh, so, oh, I know the, because we just see him commanding <clears throat> the troops. That's right. Is the and Star Trek fans, you know what I'm talking about? The evil version of you know the one with the goatee of Palace. <laughs> Would it be the Malice Palace? Is that, that your dark? That one's for free. That one's for free. If you really like that idea, you can drop that Twitch Prime sub down below <laughs> and just really show how awesome your evil twin, the Malice Palace. Wait, but I think Palace's evil twin would be just clean shaven. 
Oh, do you have if he? Yes, yes. No, 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 yeah. no. It'd be so. What if I if mega like beard, regular yes. beard? Okay, it would be an additional goatee. Just like, so it'd be a slightly extended <laughs> part of the beard. Wait, so what would me be then? What do you mean? Like if I an evil version of me again? Normal Just, beard, slightly extended for goatee. Now it would be a visible goatee, but yeah, like slap a goatee on top of the beard. <laughs> Or curl your mustache. This is this is why I love hanging out with these guys and talking about games. And hey, stuff. it's just it's, I just I, want to see Cam with a goatee. When now. I'm on this episode, have you not seen me? With, when I'm I on have, this episode, <laughs> what's wrong with my beard? Hold on, hold on. I want evil Cam back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I want Xbox fan Cam. The schemer, the schemer. Okay, <laughs> that's my alter ego. The Xbox yes, fan is yes, yes. <laughs> I want to hang out with him. Um, but guys, uh. As we've talked about before, um, our Game of the Year 2019 rules here, um, we've had four podcast episodes, so if you've missed the first three episodes, part one, two, and three, go back in the podcast feed, go back in the video feed, go listen to those there. Um, as we're doing with those three, with this category, well, we had three categories each in those last ones. This one is only one, and that's Game of the Year. There can that's, be only one. There can one. be only one. That is... For the most part, what we're it's talking about tonight. To begin your training, McLeod. <laughs> oh, that was really good. The sensation you feel is the quickity. I'm done. I want to go watch Highlander. Dude, Highlander is a good film. Um, I, I mean, I'm not opposed to watching it afterwards. <laughs> okay, deal. It deal. is almost as good as The Rock. Oh, those are strong words. The Rock is solid. Those are strong The thing that will be different in the finale guys is um in previous episodes we've done for each category we did our um we had three games we did two runners up and then an actual winner for that category from will and myself we will it will still be the same kind of as the pattern we've done this year for 2019 will and myself each have um a game of the year um our own game of the year that we're gonna pick we don't know <laughs> what it is i have no idea what he's picked he doesn't know what i've picked it's anthem <laughs> It might be. You don't know. It might be. Across the board. Um, Seth is also here. Seth will be giving his top three um, game, games of the year from 2019. It would be a world premiere oh of my, my you games know what? of the year. I will give you credit that you are staying on brand here. And I, I, listen, I, when I was going to say this earlier. I'm going to say it right now. When I am on this show, it is my job to not only take the train off the rails... But to dig the rails up, melt them down, use that melted steel to forge a giant-ass Mad Max car and basically be that dude from Mad Max Fury Road that has the flame guitar on the front oh, as we ride yeah. this shit directly off of a cliff. Witness me. <laughs> Witness me. Um, one of the changes, though, with the game of the year, um, as I said before, we've normally had two runners-up and then a winner. Each of our three picks will be ranked. So they will not be runners-up and then a winner. They will go down from third place, second place, and then the first place Not winner. to be confused with rank, as in stanky. Exactly. Or dank, as in most of my memes. Okay. But ranked. Okay. Go. I'm sorry. Yep. No, you I'm, got it. You're nailing it. You're getting I'm it. I'm just <laughs> destroying the um, pace of the show. Always. <laughs> we're, gonna get, we're, we're back on track now. <laughs> well, good job, are we? Man. Are we truly? Were we, were we ever on track, Will? Um, that would have us requiring to build the tracks. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly. <laughs> Rurutu wants a recount. Of what? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we haven't gotten there yet. Hold on, Rurutu. You can't say that until we actually get to there. 
Nancy's um, booing, so you know, apparently. Whoa. What? Well, I guess let's let's jump into it <laughs> then. Um, but first, before we even get to game of the year, let's get to fun part: the People's Choice poll oh, winners. Yeah. Um, for people who, if you haven't been paying attention uh, this entire month, as we've been doing <clears> our game of the year stuff, we've been requesting you guys uh, go to our form that we've created online and fill out. Uh, basically the same categories we have and give your voice some meaning there and tell us who you guys think should be game of the year um, in, the, in all of our categories, not only game of the year, but all of our respective categories that we have picked out. We have those votes in. We have to make some winning calls. So now how do you want to do this? Do you want to go <laughs> start from the top and then go down? Or do you want to go start from the bottom? Now we're up top. I, I think that we should line up shot glasses full of Jack. And any time the word Death Stranding comes out of your mouth, <laughs> I will drink one entirely. We don't have time. I should have said it better before. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Time. Let me just get a bottle of Jameson and we'll just have you swig right You out definitely it. need to do Game of the Year last. So whatever you, of, whatever okay. you need so to do. So bottom to top. So we're going to start from the bottom. Started from the bottom. Now we here. Yeah, there you go. All right. Take it from the bottom. All right, Drake. So All right. what we're going to do first, guys, um, if you haven't seen the form, we have our 10 main categories and then we have about 15 additional categories. We're going to go through the additional categories first and then we're going to go into our main 10. So, the People's Choice Awards voted on you. Um, everybody out there listening and viewing. Um, best action game. I'm not looking at it. Winner. Live reaction. A live reaction. Winner for best action game, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Not a bad pick. It's a, it's a good pick. Really pushing the cross-play agenda forward, so I applaud if, you for that. Um, as some ancillary notes, um, second, it was about a vote or two away, was Apex Legends. The second in that category. So hmm. I'm okay with that. That wasn't too bad. Like, yeah. Call of Duty's a good game. Modern Warfare yeah. was really great. It had a really strong showing this year. Um, best action adventure game is, based on the responses, is a tie between Borderlands 3 and Control. Yes. Excellent. Good picks. I like Very those. good picks, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that was a tie. Um, I'm not one better than the other, but which? I'm gonna help you out. Death Stranding wasn't it was it was a as a we we could write in. It was a standing category. It did not um, get any votes. Yes. So mm, I knew <laughs> I knew I could count on you to not vote for. I'm not best, gonna finish my sentence. Best art Kojima's direction. A talented man who made a bad game. Best art direction voted on you guys, the viewers and listeners. Control. I yep. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. That. Are correct. Uh, best audio design, another tie. Uh, best audio design winners are Call of Duty: Modern Warfare and Control. Okay, cool. Best community support, one out yes. by a vote. Best community support, Destiny Two. Yeah. I, you know what? I listen. I, this whole year, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Bungie. I want them to succeed. I want to believe that they can succeed. Um, that's right, Stig. You should have voted. You coward. You goofed. Um, you goofed. Oh, yeah. Best family game. I actually feel really good. I'm, I'm very happy people picked this because they were. it was pretty stat. Best family game winner. Voted on you guys. Luigi's Mansion 3. It's all that Gooigi, man. Yeah, Gooigi action, man. People love Gooigi. Um, best fighting game. Another tie between Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Mortal Kombat 11. I'm, I'll take that. I'm honestly that. disappointed that Jump Force was even on the list. They I'm did not get any votes. I'm glad it didn't get votes. 
Alright, so what you're telling me is that Jump Force is equivalent in quality to Death Stranding and vice versa. Um, I don't know if I would insult Death Stranding. Uh, yeah, Jump Force. I, I played it at PAX out. I don't um, <laughs> like, in all fairness, at least Death Stranding. If you're not music. picking up on the... If you're not vibing with me here, not a big fan of Death Stranding. Don't look for it on my list. Best, best mobile game voted on you. 50%, 50% of the votes. Um... Oh, Let's make Jesus. sure Will doesn't die. Uh, Grindstone is the winner there. Oh no, I'm just laughing at Mobbles. the other. Please okay. read. Please read that. There was one vote for a particular winner for a particular nominee. Will, could you please read the nominee? Please? Hashtag not spawn. Saying that first. Raid Shadow Legends. Have you heard about it? Is nearly off. I can't even finish this. Someone Here, I'll read it. Spiel. Raid Shadow Legends. Have you even heard about? Wait. Have you heard about it? It is nearly all five-star reviews on the Google Play Store. <laughs> that was an actual nominee entry put in the other section. Oh my god, that literally, uh, that gave me a good laugh. Best ongoing game winner um, goes to Apex Legends. Good for them. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, I mean, good. you guys are allowed to be wrong. It's okay. Oh, snaps. <laughs> Calling out the community here. I'm, I'm kidding, but, you know, I've played Apex. Well, we, gotta, we gotta, we gotta lean into it. not kidding. <laughs> Um, best performance is uh, winning by a sliver is Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz in Gear 5. Good. Someone has chosen correctly. That's, so, that's a good one. That was my pick. Oh, no, no. Not best. <laughs> no. Was that my pick? No. was it? I don't remember the... I believe it will. Yeah. The superlative ones? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Best wow. RPG <clears throat> tied between Fire Emblem Three Houses and Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm a little shocked. Should have been fire. Should have just been Fire Emblem, hands down. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but Final Fantasy fourteen is actually a good game. It did not uh, get Final any Fantasy books. fourteen is a great game. Yes. Yeah, it just got no love. Best PlayStation game. I Oh, you tell them what it is. <laughs> it's Death Stranding. Based on your reaction, I know it's Death Stranding. So my question is, how much whiskey would you like? I can go get you some. <laughs> I would grab six of them and just pour them out. I know most of it would get on my and face. And what makes it even better is that it wasn't even close. 50% of the vote was Of course. And it's even... Best Xbox game, this is even more lopsided. Um, uh, Gears 5. If you had said Crackdown and meant it... <laughs> I would say that those are the two games that got the most marketing dollars, but I wouldn't say either of them are the best games. I, I, I do want to mention as well for best PlayStation game, there was a write-in vote for the Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer. Not the game! The just trailer. The trailer. <laughs> Who would have wrote that in? Huh? Um, best Nintendo game. 33% of the vote. Fire Emblem Three Houses. There you go. Gets a win. Good, good for right. them. That, that is a solid decision. Oh, wow. Best yeah. PC game. Wow, yeah, indeed. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Good. Best PC game. That's an excellent choice. Most underrated game. The Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds, yes. 33% of the vote. There are two different <clears throat> greens on there, so I had to make sure. Um, person of the Year awesome. winner, based on you. Well, what you guys voted for? Best Human. Phil Spencer, head of Xbox. My baby... I'm sorry for clapping into the mics, but he is my baby boy, and I love and cherish him. Phil, keep on being a great leader for that. I want you to know there was a write-in ballot for Keanu Reeves. Good. You know, I ain't mad at that. But that game comes out this year. Yes, but Keanu happened on stage Let's be real. Keanu is... 
best human every year. So what you're saying is person of the year is really runner up to Keanu. Yeah. yeah. Best non-Keanu person of the <laughs> yeah. year. And so those are the additional categories, guys. Now we're going to jump into our main category, starting from the bottom one and working our way up to game of the year. Will read us off these winners here. All right. So we're going India of the year, right? Uh, yep. Start any of the year and go ahead. All right. India of the year is Untitled Goose Game. Seven votes mm. uh, to Outer Wilds being uh, three. So, okay. Yep. Uh, developer of the year is Respawn Entertainment. Good for them. Half the vote. They <laughs> and more than half of EA's great <laughs> games. Oh man, have I got to talk about Vincent Pella later? <laughs> <laughs> Stig in chat says, "Haha, you mess with the honk, you get the bonk." Yeah, <laughs> yep. ain't even mad. What about the Untitled Beaker game? Oh man, are they coming out with that? Is that, that DLC? Was, no, that was not DLC. No, but that man, was the best segment Let other than the Xbox Series X reveal. Yo, the game yo. So, best narrative is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. <clears throat> Strong feeling, too. That was good. Yep. All right. And best score of music was Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm, interesting. The fans have voted. Cadence of Hyrule was a close second. It should Was that close? Yeah, was, I was about to say, was it all pretty close? It Cadence was, uh, of Hyrule was one vote away. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> uh, biggest fail was Blizzard Entertainment in Hong Kong. You feel vindication, I'm sure. Oh, did you watch or listen I to the Biggest Fail episode? remember it very fondly. <laughs> yeah. 18 minutes of ranting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Anthem was a good, solid follow-up. It was uh, close. Follow up. Real close. Yep. So, biggest impact, per the fans, cross-play. 80% of the vote. I would say biggest impact for the future as yep. well. Uh, unexpected. Thank, let's Sorry, just go, go ahead and take a moment to thank Fortnite for doing that for us. Because it truly wouldn't be <laughs> Wait, a thing it, if was it, it wasn't for Fortnite, Fortnite. Or was it, um, what's her name? Uh, Rocket League that did it. No, it was so Rocket League wanted to do it, but Fortnite <clears throat> came in with the big dick energy that was required to get people to move on it and finally wow. got it done. And we are now in this glorious crossplay future. So. Thank you, Fortnite. Hang on, hang on. Rude is saying toss up participation trophy to your game devs oh internet of plenty. Oh, I like that. Good good Witcher reference. Alright. Unexpected gem was Apex Legends. No one expected mm. that game because it was a stealth drop. It was. I, I was surprised on that um, winning Unexpected Gem, but I'm not shocked about it. It was it's a big game. A lot of people play yep. it. Love it. Best presentation uh, has been uh, voted to be control. Uh, it's mm. it's half the vote. And best character was Dante from Devil May Cry. That was a good, uh, like, bravo. Okay, good pick. I did, I finished Devil May Cry 5. Good pick. Okay. Pretty awesome game. And our fan, 2019 Game of the Year. I'm not going to hit the actual mic table. He is. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Woo! Congrats. To quote Seth, I believe it's a God Bless America Star Wars That's game. That's a God Bless America Star Wars game. I'm sorry for the copyright strike. I just got you for humming the theme. But oh, yeah, that no, was a good no. game. Good choice. I'll just have to mute that when we export to YouTube. Also, grease my boy. My boy. Greasy money. Greasy money, baby. Um, <laughs> so there you go, guys. Those are our People's Choice winners voted on you guys, the fans, everyone listening and watching. Um, if you didn't catch all of that, we'll have that full list of all the People's Choice winners on our website at rockthepunchgo.com slash G-O-T-Y. Um, we'll also have, for the additional categories, we will have uh, Will and Mai's picks on those because we did not talk about those on the podcast. We'll have those winners listed on the site as well. 
uh, so yep. you guys don't miss out what's going on with those. Um, I'll, I'll type that in chat. And okay. And so that is it. So we're done, right? We can go. We're Pack out. It up. Pack it up. We done. Yeah. Well, thanks we're guys so here. much for joining us. Here Anthem for... wins two thousand. <clears throat> I think we're good. No, we're not done. We're not. Done. It's it's time. It's time for the fun part of this event. Um, <sighs> Game of the year, twenty nineteen. The final category. It is time to make. Hang on. We got like d twenties or something. We can roll to see who goes first. Oh no, we don't need that. Oh no. Seth is the odd person out. He is the new newbie, so he will be going first. I mean, uh, wait, newbie, you oldie. You can't be kind of like if you were there at the founding. I'm kind of like a phoenix. New. I'm using that in the very fluid relative term. <laughs> You're saying he is the the current guest of honor, so he yes. goes first. Yes, I go first. All right, I have a question. Mm-hmm. How are we going to address when, let's say, for example, I'll use examples here. I grant Anthem Game of the Year on one of my lists. But you also have Anthem as one of yours. Do we continue the loop? Or do you jump in and talk a little bit about it when I mention it? Or So we've been doing it um, two, pass the baton, two, pass the baton. He'll do two, and then well, we will okay. all come back uh, well, and do our final. That has worked, but only because we had runners up. I think since we are doing it ranked, okay. we should do one each, three, two, one. Okay. What we'll do is that um, you pick the game... If you, if you say it first, we'll have an overall discussion about the game, but um, <clears throat> if you have it on your list already, you just won't mention it, and then when it gets to your point, you mention it, and then any ancillary things you want to add. And then I talk about. Yeah, because we each have our own exactly. reasons for why they're listed. Exactly. The okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so number three. Number three. My third favorite game of 2019 was Control. Oh, Control okay. is a really good video game. I have always been a huge fan of Remedy's um, uh, games. They have done a fantastic job of creating what I think is a, a really interesting third-person action loop. Um, I, I, despite its flaws, really enjoyed um, the story of uh, Quantum Break. Uh, Alan Wake was one of my favorite franchises from last uh, from the previous generation. But Control, I want you to know that Control hit right in that spot that I wanted a video game to hit. And that it is, the premise was great. There's this weird government agency that's kind of like the bad guys from the X-Files, right? Like they're trying to keep everything under control and under wraps. And like it was just vague enough where I wanted to learn a little bit more about it. But, um, oh, also, what is our uh, statute of limitations on spoilers? Um, if you are listening to this, uh, be warned now. There will potentially be spoilers. Um, you have been warned. Five, okay. if, if you... four, three, two, one. All right, cool. Spoilers are plenty. If, if okay. you can avoid them, avoid them. Okay. But if, if they're detrimental to your point, lay them on the strategic table. Strategic spoilerage. I will be strategic with my spoiling. But um, what I'll say is, as that game progresses, you start to learn about Jessie and her story. You start to learn about the story of uh, the setting for this, which is called The Oldest House, which is this very strange, trans-dimensional office building in the middle of New York. That's and, one way of putting it, yes. Yeah, it's a, it is a, it's a hub of, of quantum realities, I guess, or something, something kind of like that. Sure, okay. Sure. Uh, 
it that game is just a, it is a treat from start to finish. There are some scripted segments of that game that are really memorable. Um, I'll try and be vague here so that people who played the game know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. like the part where you're in the doing the office chores is really cool. Okay. Um, yep. The part where you kind of learn a little bit about the uh, your childhood city, which you probably if you've played the game, you probably know how, what I'm talking um, about. How far have you? That's pretty the game? late. This, no, have you beaten the game? I have beaten the game. Okay. Yes. Um, and I also appreciate the fact that this game is structured in a way that you can beeline the story or you can spend a lot of time exploring um, extra areas. And especially as you unlock more powers, you have access to new areas. But what really drew me in the, into this game is that combat loop. They finally perfected the Remedy combat loop. I agree. Yeah. And cool. the two elements to this game is the guns, or gun, that you have... Uh, yes. Singular transforming gun. <laughs> this game is wild if you haven't played it. And the uh, the powers that you have. So you kind of have these psychokinetic powers. Um, think um, ESP. So Mob from Mob Psycho. You get to play essentially as Mob. Yeah. Is that a good way to describe it? Yes. Very good way to describe it. And you, what ends up happening is your pistol has unlimited ammo, but it has to cool down. So the general vibe is... Pow, 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 use a power, hit someone. Pow, 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 use a power, hit someone. And I know that sounds basic, but you have so many gun choices, so many power choices, that it really, especially as the game goes on and you unlock a pretty important ability later on that completely changes the way that you look at combat encounters. Man, that game is so good. I, I'll agree. And I, I Will, I don't think you played this. I you have played, a little played bit. the beginning of the game. Okay. But I have not gotten much further. <clears throat> How like, could you stop? You walk in and this building is empty, dude. There's no one there. And you're like, whoa, wait a second. This is supposed to be the government agency that keeps the secrets secret and nobody's here. I was like, I gotta know what happened. So, um, Seth, uh, that's why 2020 is the year of me clearing my backlog. That's... Clearing the backlog. Waiting on them next consoles. Time to clear that backlog. Can you just roll the montage if you clearing the backlog? <laughs> clearing the backlog. Look, that, that will be a thing. Just uh, the no, trophy pop-ups and achievement pop-ups. It, it will be on my list of games to play for good, sure. Yeah, good, uh, good. I need to finish it. I want to. I don't know, Other man. I'm hearing whispers. I do think it's coming to Game Pass. Personally. I think it's I mean, coming I've to Game Pass. I mean, I've already purchased the game. Nice. Oh, okay. so. um, how about that ashtray maze? Ashtray maze... I know you did away with best moment, but man, I'd have been here for best moment on the ashtray maze. <laughs> ashtray maze. That was really cool. Was so. It cool. was really cool. The, I honestly like. The, I would say that is the peak of that game, and that is why it is number three. There are concerns, and I don't know. Do you? Do we want to dive into like criticism? This, this is this, whatever you want to talk about. Control like, and this is your personal pick I, for number three. I so do, what do you? What I do, think that the after the ashtray maze, <laughs> the handlebars start to wiggle a little bit for me. Poor Remedy has always struggled with the end of their games. Um, I think from the very beginning, they make such great experiences, but then they feel like they need to make a final boss, and it just ends up being a bit of a mess. Uh, and this time, they tried to move away from that by making it more of like a tiered combat encounter. But like an event more yeah, so than Yeah, like boss. an event with like lots of enemies. But the way the checkpointing system works in this game is it's very... It's kind of Metroid-y in that you have save zones, not necessarily auto-saving at every room. Mm -hmm. And so the way this final encounter is designed is if you die on the third stage of this encounter, you have to go all the way back to the beginning. And 
The first encounter is just lengthy enough to where it's annoying. The second encounter is just challenging enough where it takes a true skill to get through it. And the third and final encounter is just hard enough, just past that point of hardness where you feel like you're dying for bull reasons, and then you're having to go back and... So I spent, I think I did that loop at least four or five times, and I was gotta kind of... Gotta get good! Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you gotta get good. <clears throat> I was kind of annoyed at that point, but I really like how after you beat the game and you get the story point of it, that you are dropped back in and allowed to go do the side content, because I really think side content is one of this game's strongest suits. Um, going to figure out, it is really cool to find these documents, because there's a lot of collectibles around, but you find these documents that talk about something and they'll have these redactions in them. And then you end up finding the documents that reference the redactions. So it's like redacted C file 21-4. And, and you then can you'll find 24-4 and be like, oh, the... String line. Oh, there it yeah. is. Yeah, and so you're like, oh, okay, so these people... This document tells me that these people were absorbed into another dimension and never seen again. And then this one tells me that they touched a Beyblade. So, cross-referencing them, by touching the Beyblade, they got sucked into another dimension. So don't touch the Beyblade. Not an actual one from the game. But it's that type of stuff. Um, was there a Beyblade? There may have been a Beyblade. Dun, dun, dun. Interdimensional wormhole Beyblades. Let it rip. Let it rip. If you lose, wormhole opens up, sucks you in. So, like being banished to the Shadow Realm, but not as cool? Yep. Except Quantum. So it's an infinite number of banishments oh, across oh. infinite timelines. Yeah, but then I don't get to hear uh, Pegasus go Yugi Boy, so... <laughs> Yugi Boy! Yugi Boy! Kaiba Boy! <clears throat> My Millennium Eye! <laughs> yeah. And so, while I'm... I, I love this. I get to rant. I love it. Um, Dr. Darling. Dr. Casper Darling. Dr. Casper Darling is a darling he is jesse faden did the best performance in your little poll but let's be real dr darling is the best performance in that and because honestly he gets he gets the there are three characters that really matter in this game it is dr darling there is uh jesse faden the protagonist and then there is what is called the uh oh crap what's his what's he referred to the the previous the janitor? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, well, um, the janitor, yeah, yeah. Um, um, the director. The director. Yeah, so there's the previous director. And uh, the director is the Max Payne voice actor. It's Max Payne doing Max Payne dialogue. It's If you like Max Payne, you'll love the, direct, the old director. But Dr. Darling, um, one of the things that Remedy loves to do is have a live-action video incorporated. So, like, if you remember the Night Springs episodes from... Uh, Alan Wake, or, or the literally half of the game uh, in Quantum Break, the infamous episodes of live action content. But um, I think that Control perfected how this should look because you enter a new area, and Doctor Darling is this extremely like kooky, mad scientist type, and he's like, he's like, it's amazing. We've discovered that realities have compounded on each other inside of this Twinkie wrapper, <laughs> and it's and he's just like, and I'm using fictitious examples but that that really reiterate just this game is so on paper it is absolutely bonkers it's like what if you touched a toaster and were teleported to another dimension and that sounds stupid but then you're like what if there was a government agency that regulated those items and that's what this game is and dr darling's the dude that's not like oh man i don't want to touch the toaster he's like man we should touch that toaster a shit ton what if, what if there was a refrigerator <clears throat> 
that you had to have someone stare at constantly because when you looked away, it would consume your I don't, body and soul. I, so I don't want to spoil a lot of the things because part of the fun of that game is figuring out like what. But yeah. that is a great yeah. Like if someone's not looking at it, it what killing rampage, eat you. Yeah, something, yeah, something like that. It is wild. This game is wild. Um, I don't know. Have you beat the game? Yes, I have. All right, you have not beat the game. I'm going to speak in riddles. And for those of you who not who not know what I'm talking about, Doctor Darling's last video is hands down one of the funniest mm-hmm. moments I have ever seen in a video game. I have never quite experienced something like that before in a game. Okay. Uh, control is an absolute darling. And I want to talk a little bit. I'm going to talk a little bit more. I'm. I know I'm ranting here. Um, I would say that of the games I played this year, this one is the grand package of fun storytelling, great gameplay mechanics, awesome character development. The reason that it is number three is for a game for me, a game has to transcend just being great at executing on what I want, right? It's got to go somewhere unexpected and do something unexpected to me or make me feel a certain way. So of the games that are on my list, this one's probably the most, like, popular video gamey pick. Like, okay, okay. Th- this is definitely the most marketed video game on my list okay. compared to the others. But if you love that third-person action-adventure shooter, especially if you like Alan Wake and that vibe, I would definitely check out Control. Good. Control. Good. So number that three. That is my number three. For Seth, Control. Will, who wants uh, to go? I'll go. You want to go? Yeah. Okay, so Will's number three. That way you get to have the, the final uh, oh, thing boy. for it, so you can be like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, Death Stranding gave me the ear. <laughs> <laughs> number three. There you go. That's it. There you go. Yes. Um, so, funny enough, I'm my number three is going to be Days Gone. Whoa! Whoa! A game I initially didn't care for in the marketing, a game I didn't care about at all when it was announced, and I almost didn't even buy. I remember we talked Ooh. about this, and I was like, I think you would like it. You might want to give it a try. And I remember you're like, oh, no. Funny enough, it it wasn't Cam who convinced me to try this game. It was a guy I work with named D. And uh, you may see him in here. Uh, his Twitch handle is Whirlybird. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so he's been in chat before. He's actually Disney, which is why he's not in chat right now. That's a good reason to not be in chat. It's like, oh, okay, you... He went to go do the whole um, the Rise of Resistance thing. Yes! So I, I'm not mad. He'll catch the VOD. But um, he's the one who convinced me after he played it. And he's, I think, a bit... And this is hard to say. I think he's a bigger PlayStation fan than Cam. That's cool. I think there are a lot more like, bigger fans out there. Like, I'm a pretty big fan, but there's probably a lot bigger fans out there. Like He's hardcore PlayStation. So, um, <clears throat> But he pulled me in. To the game, just talking about the motorcycles uh, in that game and the gunplay. Gunplay is okay. It's <coughs> standard third person, like, oh, I have an AR-15, I have a pistol, whatever. Mm-hmm. The motorcycle pulled me in. That is my favorite mechanic in this game. It literally came out of the PlayStation screen. <clears throat> grab me by grabbed my, you. Grab me. Ghost just, Rider style. Yeah, but it gets better because it's game in like Tron. Now, um, in all seriousness, uh, 100% though... 
The bike mechanics are what pulled me into that game. The art was a lot of fun. Um, soundtracks on Apple Music and Spotify, if you care for one platform or the other. As far as that goes, I love killing the freakers. <laughs> Especially if you can find a way to kill those hordes. That's actually like, a lot of fun. Like, all that stuff. Have you played the game at all? I have not played the game. I just... I, I was really interested in picking it up, and I think some of the technical... <coughs> early so, technical issues. Yeah, and they've fixed a lot of that. It's probably a great time. Let me tell you, playing the game at PAX South 2019 last year... Um, this, I was this really... Guy, he keeps <laughs> dropping like, Oh, I, was, I played Overwatch at BlizzCon. Oh, I, oh, man. The Overwatch I, I met Corey Barlow while I was at PAX. I got the picture. I've still got it in my phone. I can pull it up for you guys if you want to. Um, I think you tweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can pull up Twitter. I got proof. Yeah. Um, but, no, playing... Uh, I, I, I have to agree that, like, the motorcycle mechanics in Days Gone... Uh, so, you don't... So, basically, for people who don't know, with Days Gone, you have a motorcycle... Correct me if I'm wrong, Will. And no, you're right so far. Okay, okay, I'm good. And exploring this open world, you don't really have the traditional sense of a fast travel system. So you can travel between different main hub areas, but if you want to get from point A to point B, majority of the time you have to drive your motorcycle. And let's say you die from a freaker. You got to find your way back to that motorcycle. The motorcycle doesn't come with you. You have to go back and get your motorcycle. Do you know, the thing that this game always gave me a vibe of was State of Decay 2. But, like, less simulation and more it is, narrative. I love State of Decay 2. The game's awesome. Uh, it definitely gives me vibes on that. The difference here is it's you got one other character you're worried about instead of, like, a whole house of characters. Yeah, it's like a simulation yeah. that this game does not have. No. Well, it's got, like, crafting and stuff, right? It's Ugh. got some crafting. It's got some stuff with the motorcycle. You have to manage fuel, things like mm. that. You know, so there are some minor things. you got to repair your bike when it breaks, all that Can crap. you just, like, is it possible to just leave the motorcycle? I mean, you don't want to. Okay, you don't want to. Okay. You, you're going to need it. Okay. But you have to, in, with that motorcycle, you have to do things like you have to manage your gas. Like your gas will deplete and you, if you've run out of gas, it's useless. So you got to stop, go find gas every once in a while. Like, a, like a fill it at a well. Well, it depends on how you do it because if you're smart, <clears throat> you can actually strategically leave your bike in certain areas. Oh, okay. And like hoof it to where you need to go. Okay. Yeah. So you don't necessarily always need to be on your bike. I always like the idea of the horde mechanics. The horde mechanics always seem like a really cool thing. I just... I, I heard about the early technical issues, and I was like, ah. You know what? In the game drought, uh, in the early 2020 game drought before the console launches, you know, essentially before Doom hits, mm -hmm. um, if you can find it for like 20 bucks. I think you could find it for less than that on a deal. Or I, think, I could yeah. borrow it from my great friends, right? I bought it digital. I did as well. Oh, shit. Well, I'm <laughs> Kakarot it is then. <laughs> Kakarot it is. Sorry, Kakarot it is. So. Um, Sorry, man. We gotta wait. <laughs> But, yeah, no, um, I thoroughly enjoy just riding around in the game. Music. I love the soundtrack. Oh. What's, what kind of vibe is it? Is it a... Um, let's do this. I imagine it being, We're... like, twangy guitar. Sometimes. Okay. I, I don't care about this part as far as this. We're not making money on this. <laughs> <laughs> Saying we don't care. We don't care. But it's really nice. I do like the music. I forgot about the music. I played the game on day one, so that was back in 
March, April, so it's been a while since oh, I played. You, oh, you didn't play it at a pre-release? Didn't play it, uh... Like the full game. The official, the official oh, game. Oh, you didn't play it with in a helicopter with Shuhei Yoshida or... What? Uh, I mean, well, Drinking uh, fine wine and having caviar with... Well, he was busy. Sean Late. It, it was, it, yeah, he was busy. It was just Sean, so... It's standard Sony rented yeah, out an entire yeah. orchestra kind of thing. But, honestly, man, I, I can't find myself hating on Sony's... Uh, Use liberal use of money to get big orchestras to Look, record stuff. Nobody, nobody faults them for execution. That's yeah, for sure. yeah like they and, and give props to Sony Bend. Like yeah. this is this is really their big yeah. Well, big this was their first non Vita or PSP game like that they were doing on their own. And yes, they had problems initially, but I love what it became. Do you think that Days Gone is a a one-and-done type of thing, or is it a potential franchise to tap into the future for, you know, not... It, it depends on how well it's sold, honestly. They could write it either way. I If it depends on how well it's sold, there is potential for it being having a sequel. Because it sold very well. It was on top ten lists for a few months in Europe. Um, so, it, like, shockingly, like, Days Gone. I think if you... Somebody would have to pull it up, but if you look on the top ten games of, like, top... Top, top 10 games sold through 2019. If you look at the top 20 on the NPD chart, Days Gone is on the top 20. Oh, okay. It sold surprisingly well. Let me... Yeah, let's... We're all going to Google it. Um, NPD game sales. And, and remember, that is um, digital. Primarily digital. They have some physical yeah. stuff thrown in, but that is primarily digital. Um, am I right? Wait, I thought NPD was mostly physical. And digital is not packed. Oh. Okay, maybe I'm... Because maybe you can't track digital. You're right. Which, which is BS, because they can totally track the... Well, it's just... it's Yeah, it's proprietary. What, yeah, I have to find the list, but... Um, Days Gone, it wasn't on this one, but it was on one of their lists for like a quarter. <clears throat> it's been on the top ten for like Europe and UK and oh, for, nice. um, okay. for a while. Very shocking. A lot of people wow. are like, what, really? NPD, yeah. Actually, I probably just... Their website is... Yeah, well, that's a good old B2B site. <clears throat> that is a really is quite something there. Yeah. So on launch month in April, it was second only to Mortal Kombat 11. Impressive. Impressive. And now imagine Mortal Most Kombat impressive. 11 was multi-platform. It's also Mortal Kombat, like. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, Games yeah. Radar has it as number thirteen. Number Ooh. thirteen. Okay, there you go. There we go. Hey, somebody other than NPD has it. So it could it could Thank have you. potential for future. Yeah. Iterations. Pretty much. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, thank you, Mr. Palace. Much appreciated. No, man, I love the game. I really do love the motorcycle mechanics as far as that goes. Um, also, zombie survival games, they kind of speak to me in a way. I have well, no good idea. news. You've got plenty to choose from, my friend. Yeah, and all right. If only we could get a Left 4 Dead 3. It has three in it, and it's really hard. Yeah, I know. I know. Valve, for some reason, they can't count, they're, count past 2.5. They're, they're allergic to three. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm not trying to bring that up, but it's okay. It's like it's all right. I have the memory of Coach right here, bro. Favorite Left 4 Dead tag, bro. How Coach about that? Uh, them Coach videos online, dude. Listen, good. Coach good. in Source Filmmaker videos is a true gift to humans. Number three, you're up. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, it's yeah, I, I'm not as long winded as Seth on that one, man. What? Oh, <laughs> somewhat. Chat. Pull the pull the time cards. Pull it's the time a, it's, it's only been an hour since we started. Look at so. 
Look that. at this. We're in the Goo Goo Gaga land. Yeah. I'm here. It's going to be three minimum. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Good thing I'm off tomorrow. There, there, there's still a part of me that's still kind of flipping back some of the different people I have. Well, I, it's too late now. I, I, I want to say... Yes, you're correct. I want to say that I had a really hard time picking three. I'm glad... We're going to talk about our honorable mentions after we do our top three. Yeah. But... I had a really hard time and a lot of stuff got shifted. A lot of stuff got changed as I continued to play more of these games. But some of them I want to switch around, but I think I'm going to stick with this as my number three. Number three for me is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah. That is my number three. Um, I don't know. Did either of you play Resident Evil 2 originally when it came out on PlayStation? Nope. I wouldn't think so. Will I mean I picked it up recently. I haven't played it yet. It's, no, no, again, no, no. The a... original game back oh, in oh, oh, no, no. on the original PlayStation. Yeah. No, so, no. I was playing House of Dead in the arcade, so different game entirely. Gotcha. Um, it didn't have the it didn't have the power to process that fedora. I needed the fedora there to create the illusion of horror that I needed. <laughs> Okay, I needed okay. to also be able to shoot the fedora off, which I can do in this game. You so. can do, yeah. Um, I never touched or played Resident Evil 2. Um, I think we've talked about off mic before. Like, I'm very impressed with Resident Evil 7 and kind of where Capcom has been pointing at in the um, last few years. And then really, when they announced and started showing Resident Evil 2 Remake, I was like, this is my chance. This looks great. And jumping into this game was just so wonderful from start to finish yeah. it, like Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 2 remake have really started making me a Resident Evil fan and I never played the games beforehand like it started with 4 and then dude. like 5 like that good shit dude and I like jumping in I played <laughs> I've played all through Leon's campaign I haven't played Claire yet I've played part of hers mm. not the whole thing like, that's where I am that's and that's one of the reasons I couldn't rank it is because I couldn't find like I can't find myself wanting to play it after I do that first thing and I was like man I just wish this was a I and I want to play as Claire I just haven't had the chance to yet but like going through that first playthrough as Leon experiencing the story for the first time going into this who the hell converts a museum into a police station whatever but like this is classic like people give Resident Evil 6 a lot of crap because it shifted very much to an action heavy gameplay mm. style mechanic Resident Evil 2 Remake is very much back into its horror roots you're going through you're opening doors I'm seeing bodies on the ground I'm like god is that a zombie like I don't know you um one of the parts where you find the one guy who's cut in half and then you start walking toward him yeah. he's like oh and like ah Yes. Um, was so great and kind of everything's updated no more tank controls everything looks gorgeous they're using that RE engine <laughs> to death continue to use it <laughs> continue great. to use it such a good from the moment they showed that gameplay where like the jaws like hanging off I was like ooh like this engine's so good like, <laughs> like oh, ooh this is good <laughs> yeah um, I've really just I, when this came out earlier this year, I just fell in love with this game. I continued to play it. I beat the game. Let me tell you, nothing makes you piss your pants more than hearing thump, 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 and turn the corner, and my man, Mr. X, is coming through. Like, what are you doing? Hey, what's going on here? Like, I'm, I remember, and I remember me streaming it, uh, like running around. Oh, God, he's coming. He's coming. I'm like, hiding in the corner, like, is he, is, is he here? 
guy's coming. He knows I'm here. He knows. Um, it's I, almost like that alien seeing you under the bed. <laughs> One of the best Classic. clips ever that we've done at Rocket Punch ever. I can, love that clip. Can, can they see me when I'm under the bed? That <laughs> 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 was great. But um, the design, I think, not even more so with the game, the story, which a lot of people already knew about, I didn't know, was really fun, engaging. Having Mr. X as that ever-present antagonist in the mansion was great, but I think that... Police station, not mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Police station. Please. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Resident Evil 1 flashbacks. Sorry. There you go. But... The... Capcom nailed how a remake should be handled. Yes. Just like Blue Point did with Shadow of the Colossus and other stuff like that. Like they built it Sorry, go no, ahead. they built it from the ground up and I was just so impressed with the world and the characters that were in it and how everything played and like this is like why can't we get all remakes like this? This mm. is really paid homage to the original Resident Evil 2, but added new things. From what I've been told, based on um, the original game, but really kept that sense of dread and horror mm. and fear that fans of Resident Evil are known for. Mm -hmm. I loved every bit of this game. Like it, it was really a whole lot of fun. Um, I I think it, I could rate this higher. I think for me, the other games on my list had a little bit more heavier impact for me mm -hmm. than I Resident feel, Evil yeah. Two did. As um and but I I enjoyed every part like of Leon's journey going through into the the police station and then like all the labs and stuff and f learning more about the stories the boss fights were fun and great the action especially in the back third was a whole lot of fun the puzzles which I really like the puzzles that they put in Resident Evil games and I think even more so here like it was so very engaging and really had you you think about this like. I have to open this door and it has three medallions on it. And I have yep. to go through the mansion to get the three medallions. But while I'm doing that, I've got zombies, I've got liquors, and I got Mr. X saying, What's up, dog? Let me come, let me come talk to you. Sweetie, <laughs> But And one of the cool things they do is they like show you where the medallion is, but you can't get to it. Like you'll see it just shining, like in the main hallway, and you're just like, mm, I need it. But you're like, No, you got to go find the combination. Like that's, yep. that's fun. I like that. And it was. I just had a wonderful time uh, jumping in. And like I said, I, I haven't played through Claire all the way, but I want to play through um, the, the, the story, the graphics, everything. Like, this is how Capcom's back on top. They're doing great this year. Uh, and this is proof why uh, this is an incredible game. If you have not had a chance, please go look up Resident Evil 2, the remake. You can get it at a steal now. But it is... Three's coming. Um, um, right around the corner. RE2, right before Christmas, I picked it up for 25 bucks. Nice. And I think you can pick it up for less than that now. Yeah. Probably. But I was like... Mm -hmm. Can I add a couple things? Go ahead, no, no, please. Because so, the th couple of things about that game that really stood out to me. One, best map in a video game. Hands down. One of the best maps. Yes. The way the map is structured. It's not... Uh, it's not like a three-dimensional Metroid Prime map. It is a traditional, like... Flat, top down, top down, flat, you know, go story by story up. But what it does is it, if you see an item, but you can't pick it up because inventory space is limited, it marks it on the map so you can go back and get it if you need it. Nice. It also color codes each room, blue or red, based on if you visited the room and 
unlock, like basically if you've seen everything in that room, mm. then it turns blue. But if there's still something in that room, let's say a combination lock that you haven't undone or something, it stays red so you can remember where you need to go back to. Best map in a video game. So not like Fallen Order's map? Nope, not the, yeah, not the That's crazy three-dimensional, yeah. And I, given yeah. Fallen Order's a much more environmentally varied game, game, but yeah. um, the other thing that I really like, I, I love horror, and coming from a film background, like I've studied each genre and kind of what psychologically makes each one tick. And the thing that makes horror great is when you establish patterns and then break those patterns, right? I'm going to give you an example. The Grand Hall, the main hallway in Resident Evil 2, mm -hmm. is kind of your safe haven. Um, we all know the safe music, you know, the doo-doo-doo-doo. Like, that's calming music and you're like, oh, here's an item box, here's a typewriter, here's the calming music, I am safe. This is a safe place for me to be. And at a particular point in that game, Mr. X, this terror, is introduced. And I remember vividly running through the library and barely making it through the door into the Grand Hall. And I'm like, safe. I made it to the Grand Hall. I'm in the safe zone. And then... Opens the door, comes into the Grand Hall, and starts stomping towards me. I was like, no! My sacred sanctity is destroyed! And at that point, the Grand Hall is off limits. But it doesn't stop there. Because the Grand Hall's deception is not complete yet. Because in the course of the story, you have a friend who's uh, who's kind of sick and is hanging out in the Grand Hall. Kind of sick. Kind of sick. And <laughs> you leave him there in the Grand Hall. And so now Mr. X is, is Kool-Aid man and through the Grand Hall. And I'm like, okay, I got to run back downstairs because that's where I've got room to maneuver around. Because up here it's super tight. So I'll run downstairs. My buddy, now a zombie. So not only is the Grand Hall penetrated by Swole Patrol the dude, <laughs> I now also have to deal with things that I can actually kill, and so I'm like, okay, cool, I got six pistol bullets. Do I really want to invest three or four, depending on how bad my aim is, into killing this dude so that I can somewhat make this place maneuverable again, or add this to the ever-growing list of rooms that I never come back to again if they turn blue? So, <laughs> game is really good. It is, it is really awesome. Um, it, cool. it, again, a lot of these games have been tough to kind of rank, but um, I, I loved, as a person who was first introduced to this game entry via this remake, I'm very impressed with what Capcom did. Um, they put a lot of work in that for the fans, especially mm -hmm. for Resident Evil 2. Like you said, um, guys said, we have Resident, Resident Evil 3 coming mm -hmm. uh, very soon. Uh, yeah. April. April. Um, yeah. So... You mentioned something earlier. You compared it to Shadow of the Colossus. And I I almost think that this game does a lot more... Like, Blue Point, I think, did a great job of recreating Shadow of the Colossus. <clears throat> whereas this game, I think, is a true-to-blessing remake. Like, they changed fundamentally how the game played. They changed where certain things happened in the story. And they changed, honestly, some of the story. Like, it's amazing to me that for as campy as those early Resident Evil games are, that they somehow pull them off and they're not... Ridiculous. It, well, my big point on that comparison but, is like hmm. taking an older game and from the ground up, just making like instead it. of just being like a hey, let's put some HD textures on there and maybe like tweak a few things. Like, one, like, but like actually break it apart and say we've got the framework now. Let's build back on this completely brand new. Mm, yeah. So um, that, that's fair. That is 
My number three, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Very nice. It's time for number two. Back to me. Here goes 45 minutes. Let's buckle up. Number two. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not ready. Okay. I actually put a bunch of garbage in the notes, so he's having to go and delete my like garbage. He put his game of the year as Anthem. As Anthem. Yeah. It's anyway, Anthem. So, my second favorite game of 2019 is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Ooh. Okay. I'm not even mad at this because this game looks great. Yes. Uh, first off, let me get a pulse check. Who has played slash beat? Played? played? Not beaten. Not beat. I have not played it. I was waiting for it to go on sale. Waiting for Okay. So, I'll do my best to keep things nice and vague. Uh, full disclosure, I am on the final boss. I am unable to defeat the final boss. So, uh, I have done all the prerequisites to get the secret ending. I just can't beat the boss. So, say what say what you will about my abilities. However, um, so, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is, in my opinion, a masterpiece tier video game. There is not a moment of that game that feels slow, boring, or not engaging. That game is, while difficult, it is also demanding of your ability to think about its combat style as a true... Like, it truly makes you think about combat the way that a samurai would. In that... You have your sword prowess is very important. However, you have to understand that your enemy is always looking for new deceptive ways to trick you. And so you have to be on the lookout for tricks and deceptions and counter those with your own tricks and deceptions. So that you have this whole tool set of shinobi tools. Things from firecrackers that you, uh, you know... um, giant poison blades that can slow people down like all this crazy stuff that you learn to weave and incorporate into your combat but at the end of the day you're going to play that game you're going to learn how to parry and you're going to learn how to block because it is a game that demands skill like i am very good at those types of games and i still cannot beat the final boss because of just how intricate his attacks and his telegraphs are so The other thing this game does that I really liked is it plays with the idea of environment in a way that you go through the same castle segments of the game multiple times, but each time something is happening in the story that drastically changes and usually makes it much harder to go through. So you start this game, you do this castle, you're like, oh man, there's a bunch of dudes here, but then you realize, oh, you know, if I'm smart and I don't, you know, if you follow the Dark Souls rules, like, oh, don't take on too many dudes at once, you know, uh, always keep your eyes out, block, you know, keep your block up, you do pretty good. And then, by the end of that segment, you're like, zooming around, everything's great. Go through some more segments of the game, come back, whole places, it's now no longer noon, it's like dusk, and... All kinds of dreadfully horrible enemies are hanging out on the rooftops. And you're like, oh god. And they see you instantly. So there's no way to like stealth around them anymore. So it just does this great job of doing what those Dark Souls games do. And making you, presenting a challenge, you overcome that challenge. And then the next challenge is even more exciting to tackle. Versus what I think sometimes this franchise 
and type of game gets a bad rap for is like, oh, it just beats you down with difficulty. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's just, it presents new and exciting challenges that you, if you like that, are usually in, encouraged and energized to overcome. Unlike Dark Souls, and unlike some parts of Bloodborne, I don't think this game has any slow or bad segments. Every part of this game, every enemy, every placement is fun and memorable in many ways like Dark Souls 1. Like Dark Souls, if you talk about Dark Souls with Dark Souls people, you can be like, oh man, remember that bridge on the way to Sin's Castle? And you're like, or Sin's Fortress? And they're like, oh man, those snake people will mess you up. And you're like, and you're, if you've never played, you're like, what are you talking about? But if you're in Dark Souls, you're like, oh man, the snake people will mess you up. Like that's, it's a, it's a, it's a shared language that you get. And I think that From Software is probably one of the most talented development studios out there, period. Um, I think that their ability to not, like, not to be drawn in to temptation of franchising everything. Like, I was certain that after Dark Souls 3, they were going to do a Bloodborne 2. I was like, oh, you, gotta, you got this franchise that people are clamoring. And they're like, no, nope, we're doing... Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. It's going to be a samurai ninja game, and it's going to be much more action-focused than any of our previous games. I was like, you can't get much more action-focused than Bloodborne, which was also very yep, counter-focused. Counter and then I played it, and I was like, oh, okay, you certainly can. Like, this game is very, very much that. Um, and so I just applaud them and their ability to create these amazing, amazingly enthralling stories that aren't put in your face. Like, I love going on YouTube after this game came out and just going into all the things I missed. Like, like why is there a dude in a giant suit of armor guarding this old, like, ancient Asian bridge? Like, what is his story? Why is he there? And like, oh, if you find this weird ribbon post posted on the wall here, you can read this text and infer this. But I just like to go to YouTube and get these Dark Souls people to... Tell me what's going on. Yeah, but like I was like, oh, that's so much cooler now that I know he's there, and like honestly, he's one of the most tragic characters in the game, and but it's not like, it's not like I, I feel like a Western developer would be like, I am this thing, and I am here to protect this thing, and here's my tragic story, and there would be a lot of exposition about it. But this game, I think about what a what a what a what makes a good samurai movie, right? Like what. Think about Seven Samurai. Right? Like, final battle. Shing, 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 shing. It's done. Maybe three or four sword swings. And, like, just samurai, just the culture of samurais is very quick, precise, and elegant. And this game is those. It is precise, elegant, and very fast combat. Okay. Hands down, the best From Software game that I have played. And... Right up there in The Last of Us and Witcher 3 and Red Dead 2 of just legendary games that I will always remember. It, piggybacking on what you said just a little bit, I remember seeing this game announced and it getting closer to release and I wasn't no, sure if I was going to buy it or not. And I was like, but I really like that Samurai Ninja vibe. I love that culture. I'm going to give this a shot. I liked Bloodborne. Let me try this out. Mm -hmm. I really thoroughly loved, enjoyed Sekiro. Mm -hmm. It is so great. It might be on my list. Who knows? Um, but like going through, I think I streamed it a couple of times, like mm -hmm. jumping in, mm -hmm. fighting these bosses, mm -hmm. like jumping, you know, 
doing the, the very shing shing that you were talking about, like when you do the kills, like when it glows red, and you're like, Ugh. oh yeah, like the assassinations, yeah, um, all that was great and really Sekiro for me was my first real jumping into the deep end on a Soulsborne style game from software. Mm-hmm. Like I played but we played Bloodborne a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was really me jumping in and I really have had fun with that. I've I want to go back and continue and beat it. God only knows when that's gonna be. Especially with twenty twenty coming around the corner. But um I've gotten far enough in that I can safely say that I agree with you 100 yeah. percent. The story I want I'm not going to spoil parts of the story because I do think that it is a treat to uncover the secrets of this world as you go through these different environments. But what this game does with the idea of immortality being a curse because you know it, uh, shadows die twice. So one of the core mechanics of the game is that you die and can come back to life without having to do the traditional Dark Souls reset, right? So that creates a lot of really unique gameplay opportunities for a very difficult boss. You may do an assassination attack. Then they kill you and start walking back to their post with you know still missing some health. And so you revive right there and then do a second assassination attack. But you got to be careful. You got to take them down this time because if they kill you, it's lights out it's for done. good. So it's a really cool gameplay mechanic. But the story starts to talk about Let's say, for example, immortality was a thing that could be achieved. And everybody knew how to achieve it, but we had to basically fight for it. The entirety of the planet... Yeah, but like, what if everyone knew about it? And the entire economy and existence of the world would be around obtaining and controlling that thing. It would influence every aspect of life on Earth, right? If everyone knew that, hey, if, let's say, I'll use, I'm not going to use examples from the game, but, like, if the Holy Grail is real, right, and if you drink from it and possess it, you have immortality. The entire world would be at constant war over this thing because someone wants to hold it and be the person who is immortal. And it plays with that idea and is like, is immortality a curse? Is it a blessing? What is an immortal, like, and especially it plays a lot in, like, with Eastern culture and, like, how they look at religion and the afterlife. Like, how does being immortal impact the afterlife? It's just crazy cool, and none of it shoved down your throat. So if you just want to play a fun game that's engaging and has some cool aesthetics to it, this game's great for you. But if you really want to dig deep, you can bite into that onion. I would not recommend doing that, but... Biting into an onion, that's one way to describe that's it. That's not the best way I could have described that. But it's a great game, number two. Okay. You're uh, right. William, number two. <clears throat> so, not to be confused with another game that is like one or two consonants different, um, I'm going with The Outer Worlds. You said Outer Wilds, right? Worlds. No, I said uh, Worlds. Outer, outer Worlds. Worlds. Yeah, it's not Wilds. The Outer Worlds. Yeah, um... So, my obsidian, yes, not the Bethesda. Um, funny enough, there's a lot of people who think Bethesda made this for some reason. <laughs> um, I all I hope out of that right there is that Bethesda took notes on how to make a game because See? the creators of Fallout came back and said, Hey, no, 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 this is how you do this. Snap, <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, <laughs> I love the characters. Pravati is probably one of my favorite characters so far this year. Oh, cool. Yeah, so 
like besides like the whole like standard RPG kind of staring there thing that a lot of like people can't get by. Don't know why. I like the moments that I've had around helping this character through her part of mm-hmm. the story and figuring out who she wants to be instead of just a cannery repair person. Mm. Pal Stream says in chat, you mean it's not broken and they're not expecting players to mod bug fixes for the game? No, it's shipped as a functional game. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. Hang on. I'm sorry. Bethesda likes to ban players that fix Fallout 76. That's what it was. Ooh, man. Uh, sorry, I, I'm you know I'm getting I'm forgetting things here. Okay. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, man. Uh, I like the fact that Obsidian they don't really have to worry about a true budget anymore. Yeah, I mean they got to worry about numbers and whatnot. But for now, at least, Microsoft came in and, as money bags and said, "Hey, we're good now. You don't have to worry about this. Make games." So I can't wait to see what they do with a sequel. There will, or, there will clearly be a sequel. Yeah. So, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. But I love the aesthetic in this game. I love the idea that in like, the early 1900s, their history diverted from ours. Mm. <clears throat> and essentially, like this is where we got to. I want to know what happened to Earth in this game. Because they haven't heard from Earth in a while. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm being vague. What if the twist is that Doom Immortal is the sequel <laughs> to this? And that Earth is just overrun with demons? This is in the same universe as Doom. Well, that'd be a hard that, sh- tone I don't shift think, for I don't think Outer Worlds. Would be Can I this. use a persuasion skill check against a Kappa Demon <laughs> to convince him to jump off the cliff? Uh, or blow himself up? No. Okay. No. That would be cool if you could. No. But I do love the fact that I've got, right now, two characters in this game. One that is... I've named him Lenny. And he is the uh, high strength, stupid mind. Oh, good. Set up, yes. Good. So, I've heard the dumb playthrough is great. It, it <laughs> is very entertaining. Um, and then I have a very intelligent, like engineer slash, you know, wordsmith. And mm. they're going. And the stuff you can get away with just talking out of mm. is fun. I saw a clip that was like your character, a dumb character, being like, "Wait." How are babies made? Yeah, right. And Gravardi's like, uh, <laughs> so no one ever told you about this? Yeah. And I was like, that looks pretty good. So that's, I hope I didn't spoil anything, but no, like, no, 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 if that's good. the level of comedy I can expect from it, yeah. like that would be... Oh no, and a lot of things that, like, the dumb options literally make no sense to the situation you're in. Perfect. And it's just, it's a very enjoyable playthrough. Um, and yeah, I'm not using I'm not using weapons because those require intelligence. Uh, as far as like the guns, you know, because they want. Uh, yeah, it's essentially I'm either you know hand blades or fists, and uh, yeah, <laughs> stupid high strength man. Then he smash. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Question: Does the game have a rocket punch? No. Boo. At least not one. And that that's I've why had. it's number two. Oh. <laughs> No, um... <laughs> See, soul. this is water. And it's orange, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, what did he think you were drinking? It, it's from Dreamhack, buddy. You said it was buddy. pretty gross. It's water. Oh. It, it's a Dreamhack bottle. You don't know what I had in here, dude? I don't know what he has in there. <laughs> right now but, it's oxygen. Uh, yeah, no, beyond that, <laughs> I like the idea that you can choose to either join or take on the corporations. Hmm. Is like an idea, and you can actually essentially be like, yeah, capitalism, man, to the extreme, or... Nah, we're gonna fix this. <laughs> Literally, like the one of the earliest characters you meet is like a sheriff. 
And, and you can just be like, oh, yeah, that wanted criminal you're looking for, I totally know where they are. Like, it's that... Yeah. I always thought that was really cool. Like, Yeah, or, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, man, hey, you're kind of an idiot. Maybe you should give me your gun since you shut yourself in the side. Yeah. Yeah, that whole, like, it's not the best choice, it's Spacer's choice. Yeah. The, Auntie, the Aunt Cleo stuff is also entertaining, but <laughs> it's really weird it. when you get to... Uh, I think it's Goliath is the name of the ship, or... Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyway, you get there, and one of the uh, Spacer's Choice uh, reps is literally the dude with a, a moon for a head. And he's just like, look, man, I, I'm i just trying to do my job. I've heard <laughs> that you should go talk to him when you have that helmet. I've heard that is a great it, it discussion. Gets, there's in some interesting game. stuff that can pop up from different gear that you wear, depending on who you're talking to while wearing said gear, not mm-hmm. just him. Yeah. So there's some cool stuff with that. I can't wait to see what the sequel to that looks like. Oh man! I when, think when that, they actually have money. Yeah, they were so limited by scope and budget, and a lot of what's in there is sounds really cool, but it's it's one of those where they had to kind of create these illusions of choice right. in order to get there. And uh, it, no, once the sequel is going to be like the Assassin's Creed two. Yeah, like, it's just going to blow yeah. up. Yeah, as far as that goes, that's why it's number two because I think there's a game that's done some things better this mm-hmm. time around. Okay. Been there, but yeah, man, I love the I love the aesthetic of the game, the music they used to market that game, and the soundtrack. I'm all in on that. Uh, it's just it was a weird vibe and a, a crazy ride in there. I gotta say the whole um, like oh yeah, so you need to get to this place. Yeah, you you need something to be able to enter those codes into to be able to do that. So you can either kill everybody and take it. Or you can buy it. Yep. And literally, you can kill every person in this game that you come across and still finish the game. The power is yours! yours. <laughs> or you could be nice and just be like lawful good or lawful stupid, however you want to be, and do everything that <clears throat> way. That's my alignment. Lawful stupid. Lawful. <laughs> I'm sorry, officer, I, mean, I didn't how, know. That's how Lenny plays. He's lawful stupid. Very nice. <laughs> nah, man. Um, I love the game and I love the art. Have you beat the game? I'm close. You're close. I've heard that the back third of that game isn't quite as... Again, that's why it's not number one. Okay, yeah. It, that... uh, there, there's some things they got to work on. Um, I am also being forgiving because I know Obsidian's always had like budget issues. Yeah. And, you know, like you got to have money to make a game. So yeah. I will definitely say... Oh, I've said it on the podcast before multiple times I've never been the biggest fan of Fallout games and Skyrim games in general um, ever since this game got announced I was super excited for this game and finally getting a chance to play it on Game Pass I haven't I'm, I'm st- I just got off the first planet yep yeah so I, I'm very early that's on that's about where I am is but on that place I've is. I've enjoyed the um, I've enjoyed the game. I've had a lot of fun with it. All the moments you've talked about, Will, have been like, oh, these are funny, like the dialogues and everything like that. So just, how are you playing this character? Are you going intelligence <laughs> or are you going kind of mediocre? I'm, I'm like um, in- intelligent, so I'm like an engineer. Okay. Um. So, yeah, funny. But, uh, yeah, oh, I'm, wait, I'm just kind of like engineer. No, no. Um. So uh, a medical engineer. Mm. So a lot of health-based bonuses so and stuff So is your I character have, like, named Huntsville? No, it's not. Uh, it, unfortunately, <laughs> I named my character... Before that happened. So there's nothing yeah, I can do about that. My hands Huntsville, are tied. Huntsville movement. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Have you gotten the sticker? I have not bought the sticker, but I've sticker's good. received a lot of chuckles from tweets. The sticker's good. <laughs> Dude, that Huntsville thing is funny. But yeah, the, the Outer Worlds is good. It is one of the few games in that style that I actually really like a lot. 
So I won't be buying another Bethesda game from that style until they fix but, themselves. But Starfield, Starfield's coming, dude. Yeah, it's cute. Starfield's coming. We'll see. Yep. All right, Cam. Number two. Tell us the dose. Dose of numerous. Did you not have this list prepared? No, I have it in my it's my mind. I, I have it. I feel I like just, you're trying to still finalize the list in your mind, though. That's no, very not, stressful. I mean, that's kind of what he was doing when we were recording. Okay. Number I, number two. Number two. My number two pick for game of the year is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, that's a cool game. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to say, I know you've beaten it. How far have you gotten? Um, last time I left off, I was near the end of Kashyyyk. Okay. First you still have time. like second time. still have a large chunk of that game left to play. Yeah. Um. Funny thing about all of that has happened lately. Um. Game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Funny thing about that. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I, I talked earlier about Sekiro. We talked about how awesome Sekiro is. In a lot of aspects, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is Sekiro with a Star Wars skin. Yeah. And it's freaking awesome. Um, I've been following, seeing what Respawn's going to do. I remember being kind of, eh, I don't know, until the first previews came out and people started describing what the game was. Mm. And then I was like, I'm in. Yep. 100% I'm in. I like what they're playing around with cut the Force. To, cut to Morty. You son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> it, the way, number one, like, Will, you said it. Respawn Entertainment has never made a bad video game. No. And they've done so well lately with Vince being on the board of EA now and all that. That guess what's happening? They're converting another studio in the image yes. of Vince Zampella. Or, it, I'm sorry, Zampella. Um, I'm throwing an S in there. But... This game was the, my honest opinion, the first best use and execution of a Star Wars license that we've seen from EA in a video game in a very long time. Battlefield, sorry, Battlefront 2 came around, but yes. I digress. I, I, at first execution. First execution, And this yes. is coming from a studio that has really only done first person action games. And now they're jumping into a third-person action-adventure Souls-style-esque game. And my God, how well they executed on this from the... I know some people were hesitant at first, but I was so pleasantly surprised that we didn't get a Star Wars Force Unleashed-style game where you're yeah. just hacking and slashing. But you actually, like the Jedi... Like what the Jedi are supposed to be, you have your character that plays... They are de Jedi are defensive, we play, we take our time, we are patient. And that is what you have to be in this game. When you're going through and you're fighting these different monsters, you're not going, and then like using your force powers and you have unlimited powers. But like, I have to look like, ooh, okay, I've got these four troopers here. One of them's got a Gatling gun. If I can jump down, use my uh, double-bladed lightsaber, bounce some of the bullets back, knock that guy off top, then maybe I can use my force pull and then pull this other guy here. Now yeah. I've got two other guys I've got to deal with. And like the way in execution, like very much in the vein of how you talked about um, uh, Sekiro, as mm -hmm. far as battle goes, going into battle and like watching people's tells and understanding when you're going, like if they turn red, get out the way, like they're going to hurt you. Yeah. And knowing when you can parry and block, the combat system in that game was so fun. 
so engaging, so awesome. The um, Will found this out early in the game, and I didn't even know about this, and I never did this. But the whole trick about, I played the whole game, beat the whole game, didn't realize that you could use the force pull to pull out the big frog's tongue mm. and cut it in half. Because that was the one move I hated. It killed me every time I fought yeah. any of those guys. Uh-huh. And Will's like, oh no, dude, you can just pull the, pull the tongue out. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> sorry, dude. I was just and, like, oh yeah. But it was awesome in the fact that even after beating this game, there were still nuggets within this yep. game that I hadn't uncovered yet. Um, the like, the implementation of how the force powers are used, along with your lightsaber, and you know, you have your single blade lightsaber, you have your dual blade lightsaber, and how those. As I played through, learning that okay, if I've got Ooh, if I've got people with Gatling guns and other guys coming at me, if I can use my double-bladed lightsaber, I can reflect the bullets and maybe take out a couple of them before, you know, to weed out the the um, undesirables. Or, you know, if they got the uh, the Gatling gun, just, you know, force push the whole group and be done with it. Oh, those are great. Like, like ooh, what are you doing? Yeah, don't force, force push, push the mic. <laughs> you got to be careful, man. You got to force choke their ears. <laughs> but, like, the, the cool... The fact of how... You, I, I loved how they kind of tied your force powers to the story because you're, mm-hmm. as Cal Kestis, you're working to kind of regain your force powers and yeah. unlock your memories. And I also love, I think it, I like how they implement the powers in the fact of like force pull and force push. Force push is pretty simple, but force pull, one of the cool things I like is that I can take some of these weaker enemies, dead. Like, cool maneuvers like that. Um, how they implemented the force powers into traversal and puzzles. Like, there's a vine up there. Force pull. Swing over there. Or even in some cases, I'm jumping in the middle of the air. Force pull. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta catch up cool. in midair to swing, yep. swing around. I loved how they implemented those force powers there. I remember one specific area where you, you, um, you'll remember it. It's in Kashyyyk and you have to go around that pillar. Will, you might remember this too. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's all this grass and stuff. Yeah. And you have to use your force powers to, like, you go, you, you jump across and maybe you um, move this switch and it pulls that, um, the wind bricks. So, like, yeah. it's this pillar oh, and it has yeah. the four bricks and, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. pushing and pulling them in and out. Yep. And so you can climb on them and get to the next part and area. Um, those were so really, really cool. Uh, the different, the planets. So, we, we already mentioned Kashyyyk. Yep. Uh, Bagano and Zeppo, some of the earlier planets, and then some. I cool... would keep the yeah, to keep the yeah. Later where the, ones the other ones, yeah. I'm not going to talk about there. I'm not going to spoil those, but um, especially at the end. But all of the world felt mm. unique. I remember playing this game, and I was in what's the first world? Uh, Is are you talking about the the like, first tutorial? planet you first land on? Yeah. Oh, that you land on, or the planet that you like, are the construction yard. The open one with the platforms. Okay, you're talking about... Where the frogs uh, are. Um, is that Zippo? No. No, it's not Or is it Bagano? Bagano. It's Bagano? Uh, so, the second Zeppo one... Zeppo is the big plant with all the temples. Zeppo... Oh, uh, yeah, okay, okay. Ze- I remember going through Zeppo, and I remember just, like, playing, like, man, I'm having so much fun. And I'm going through for hours. I'm like, okay, we're at this point in the story. Um, I think we could probably head back now. And then I pull up the um, map... And I'm like, well, holy crap, I've only gone through like half of this level. Yeah. There's still this much left. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. I didn't expect this game to be so long. And me to have so much 
fun that I did playing this game. Um, it, this this game really, I think this is the epitome of what you do to make someone feel like a Jedi. Like this is the game. No offense to force them. Does it make you really feel like a Jedi? As close as we're gonna get That's right it. now. Um, but like the story with Cal Kestis, who Cal's a Cal's a fine character. He's not the best of the bunch, but I think the supporting characters around him really help elevate him. And I think Cal gets interesting a lot at, in the latter part of the game. Um, but all the characters in the story, the the great story with uh, your crew and the second sisters and battling them and trying to figure out this mission of like where these these force sensitive people are at is really. I was really pulled in and I was just like, I can't wait till I get to the next story beat. Can't mm. wait till I get to the next story beat. Um, oh. The the way that they um, treat when you get new powers and kind of teaching and walking you through them was awesome. The way that, it, going back to combat, like fighting these enemies, like you, very much like in a Soulsborne game, I never slept on enemies. Like if I could avoid enemies, sure I could, but like it's crap. A lot of the times it was like, crap, I have to go through these enemies. And kind of going back onto that patience thing where I couldn't just go... If I had to go back to the um, the ship, you got to go back to the ship. There's no fast travel like, okay, I'm done. Whoop, you got to yeah. like, okay, I got to hoof it back. Yeah. And I got to go through. And you you touch every single Jedi meditation point you possibly can. Because yep. if you die, that's the last place you're going to. And you could die from random stuff like falling off a cliff which I've done a couple of times, you could die from how well they place the enemies where, like, I'm fighting this guy. I remember it's in the one planet, one of the planets we haven't talked about, where you go around the corner and you're fighting this guy and you run through, but there's another guy right around the corner and oh, he goes, yeah. doop, 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 and you're, you're like, oh yeah. my god, they I didn't see him. They knew some of that Dark souls placement stuff, yeah. Um, but Shh. it was really... This, the story, everything, so cohesive. And re again, what really impressed me was that this came from Respawn. Yep. First person studio game that came out and made probably one of the best-selling um, Star Wars games out there ever. Um, and it's the reason, you know, I think Star Wars was, when after it came out, it was like within the top five of best-selling games throughout the rest of the year. I believe it was also on the top 20 yep. list. Um, it was just such a joy and like, I could talk for hours about yep. that game. Like the, yep. the lightsabers and the way the combat worked, um, customizing the lightsaber was really awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish there would have been more customization options for your outfit. Yeah. Um, that does feel a little boring as far as the outfit stuff goes, but I gotta say, I love just exploring the planets. Yes. Going through and like finding all the little secrets and getting your um, finding the places for the canisters so you can have more health canisters from BD. Yeah. So uh, you've already mentioned double bladed lightsabers. Don't say the planet, but I know you didn't get yours on the planet I got mine on. You're correct. Seth, can you whisper into my ear what planet you got yours on? Yes. Okay. Okay. I did not get it. On that Cause you did, cause you did, you did the day the game came out. Rush article. Here's how to get the double bladed lightsaber the fastest, didn't you? No, I did not. Okay, I went because it, it's, it's it allows you to get there a little early. I actually went to that planet 
Okay. And it just went through as much as I could, and I ended up getting it. And That's I was like, well, oh! and the problem I really hated. That was one of the things that I I thought was a Dark Souls never suffered from this because it's it was never quite big enough to mm-hmm. do it. But I really hated how a how the fact that that type of lightsaber exists in the game was spoiled. I don't like that. And second, I don't like how literally every video game news station was like, want to get this double-bladed lightsaber as fast as possible? Follow these cookie-cutter steps. And you stumbled across it organically, which is cool. I think there are three points in that game where you can get it. And the... I think there's a lot more grandiose from two of them versus the, here's a random table... (laughs) Type of thing. But, like, if you find it organically, I think that's cool. It was really cool because I was not expecting it at all. Especially understanding the lore of that planet. And you kind of understand, like, oh, well, that makes sense that, like, this type of combat style would be used in this Mm -hmm. planet. But, um, I'm sorry, I... No, 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 you're okay. I I just, I didn't... because a certain character is racist. I'm not saying anything. No, 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 no. I know. I know lore. We're on the... You don't have to... We're on the same Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure... I was being vague on purpose. But Certain I, characters races from there. I don't believe... Like, I loved everything about this game. A um, few of the critiques and problems that I had with this game and kind of one of the main reasons why it was at my number two. Or number one? And not at my number one. Oh, okay. I thought you said it wasn't your number two. It was at, it it was was at my... At it is at my two. number okay, two. Okay, cool, cool. Is, um, there were a lot of technical hitches, hitches that I ran into personally with the game. Um, they, specifically on one planet... I got stuck in this loop, and what would happen is that every time I died and came back, the um, the enemies would not load all the way. So like, I would walk through the level for minutes, no enemies would load, then all of a sudden they would appear in T-Pose. And then what are you after- talking about, dude? That's the collector's edition. Oh, oh That's okay. the game of the year edition. Didn't know about that. But then after a couple of seconds, then they would start attacking me. And in some cases, I would have already, like, I started going through the level... And then they popped up, and then I would get hit in the back, and then die again. I have to start holding ah. it again. And so it really, like, it was to a point where um, a couple of times where I just had to wait until they came in so that I could interact with them initially, so I didn't get hit in the back or get surprised by other attacks. And it, it that kind of sucked and pulled away from a little bit. Um, but the, like the, uh, I don't want to spoil this particular moment, but. You both know the moment I'm talking about where some people come down and surprise you and yep. then you die. Yep. And then some other stuff happens where yep. you're put somewhere else. And I then know. you hear the song Black Thunder. Yes. By the Who. Um, and that was a great moment. Again, like not expecting it. I really think it it is unfortunate that a fair amount of moments from this game were ruined because of stupid marketing people. Um, and you gotta I, talk to your boys about that stuff. I, I played YouTube, through the YouTube algorithms are the worst, man. I played through the game before I saw any of the ads, so I did. I wasn't spoiled for it. But if you're watch, especially like you were watching football or something, and you ran into this ad, it really, really sucked. Yeah, that that got spoiled for you because. That moment at the back third of the game, I was like, (laughs) what are we going to do? Oh, my God. But, um, go ahead. ahead. 
I want to talk a little bit about this game. Um, this game did not rank in my list. It was unfortunately bumped by Control because of its technical issues. And I had a little bit of an issue with Cal. I think Cal goes through what I like to call the hyper-hero's journey, where he goes from very reluctant hero to episode 6 Luke Skywalker without much at all. And that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, what? I was like, I'm having a hard time believing this guy really genuinely cares just because of this. So, but I want to talk about it. Because it's a Star Wars game. It is a game I sat down and played for three days straight. Wow, okay. Perfect. Everything I could do. It is a great video game. The story... I, I think the game the, the term I used is this game oozes Star Wars from the very opening. Yes, I think that it is one of the strongest openings of a Star Wars game ever, um, because the opening takes place on an Imperial salvage planet where yes. they're basically recovering okay. Clone War ships. Takes place five years after the end of Episode Three, so they're basically salvaging these Clone Wars Republic starfighters and converting you know using the raw materials to produce star destroyers, and you know it's very uncharted like you're very you know scripted walk oh, yeah. through but it is like you're you're squeezing through some pipes and you see some of the little critters the little, from they scurry seen. through yeah, oh, they like yeah, scurry through really and then yeah you see i mean there's just something about tie fighters flying overhead and star stormtroopers talking also i want you to know that in my mind when you were talking about your stormtroopers t-posing i was just imagining two stormtroopers being like tk398 i'm finna t-pose on that jedi and then he just like hovers over there <laughs> and t-pose but uh the uh, story beats of this game are hype as all get out. There. The end of this game is hype as all get out. It is a, an absolute treat from start to finish. I think this, we've, I think we've alluded to it. The map is... I think the game is designed beautifully for the first time you go through these zones. When you have to go back to collect stuff... That good map is garbage. God. It is atrocious and it was difficult for me i played this game three days straight so everything was fresh on my mind i couldn't imagine walking away from this game for a week and coming back and being expected to remember meanwhile i've walked away for a month and a half yeah but i have to go back and finish it it's like, and oh. sadly the biggest planet is the worst offender because you get into these temples and you have one way out and i cannot remember the way out and i'm just stuck good luck and um i think that again they designed it with the care of dark souls the problem is, is they ask you to go back through and get these collectibles. Like Dark Souls, you go through an area and you really don't come back unless it is Dark Souls 1 and it is designed for that. And But the levels are designed for that, right? Whereas this game feels like Dark Souls 3 but requires the backtracking of a game like The Witcher where you... I, I want to... I wanna, talking about backtracking, I want to take a moment to actually pick up one moment in the game. It was really interesting and I really liked as far as the backtracking part. So there's one, it's uh, Zepho. Okay. I remember going through the game and beating the game, thinking that I had like, okay, I've cleared Zepho. Let me just go get some final stuff in here. I ended up stumbling. There's this tunnel near the very back end. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm like, oh, okay, it's tunnel, it's got this area, it's part of the story. I ended up going back there. Uh, actually, I didn't beat the game yet. It was when I had uh, more powers. And when I got the force pull power, 
I noticed that I could get to this other area. Yep. There was this whole swath of area and lore. Yep. That I had never experienced. I'm like, oh my yep. god! And it was like another thirty to forty five minutes in that area, and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. The sad part about the game is that this is the only area that's like that. I would have liked for there to be about three more areas like that because what I felt like is that was put in there as a checkbox. Like, oh, we got a we got an area that people can tweet about and be like, oh, go back here when you have all your power. But like, it didn't feel like. And I guess it, the one of my criticisms, and, I, and I'm going to say this with the kindest heart, but there are times where I see the strings of this game. Where, like, I can catch the reflection of the strings and where things are, like, dominoes are being set up all around me. Very similar to the way Dark Souls games are made, right? Like, mm -hmm. things are being set up in this way that's fun. And it's almost like playing a Dark Souls game is honestly solving a puzzle and going through a fun house at the same time. It is like, I'm going into this room, I gotta figure out where all these enemies are, what they all do, and how am I gonna get through it. And also, figure out what the traps are. Like, it's all of that. But I started to pick up on the fact that there's a sh like, like yeah, like that thing's glowing blue. I wish that that wasn't glowing blue because it kind of just spoiled this puzzle for me, right? Like it, it, there are instances of that. It's one of the things I don't really like in these types of um, I'm gonna call them Tomb Raider likes, you know, where you're half combat, half exploring. But like one of the things I hated in the first Tomb Raider is like I walk into this new area, I'm excited to solve a puzzle, and then Lara is like, "What if I grab that rope over there?" Cool, thanks. Thanks for solving the puzzle for me because I took more than 30 seconds to do it. Yeah. But um, what I think, I think when this game, when you are playing this game from start to finish, it is an extremely enjoyable time. The parts where it start to fall apart for me are any time you are asked to go outside of its structured path that's created for you and you get a couple of Easter eggs like, oh man, there's a new enemy here that I didn't see before. Yeah. But it just really, like, it's a game I couldn't play twice. Like, once you've played it once, there's... I don't know that going back and playing it a second time would be super fun. I, I, I would agree. Playing through it and beating it, I had a lot of fun. And I started... I explored a little bit after the fact, but I wasn't... I didn't feel compelled to jump back in and, like, yeah. let me go through it. It hurt my heart. Because I was thinking... It was this and Control were neck and neck. And I was like, man, Control is just so much more fun to play. And doesn't have the technical issues. And I honestly think technically pulled it off better because of all the physics involved. And that's where I started to kind of construct this, you know, thing. But, man, I loved every moment with this game. Yeah. It just, I really, I think that it, if they make a sequel in the Star Wars Jedi colon series, I will insta-buy it. And I think it will be one of the best Star Wars games ever made. It is just a matter of, I really wish, I just wish Give that them time. I wish there were parts of this game that just didn't seem so scripted in a way that doesn't feel fun. Like, it's like, uh, okay, I, you put that there. Like, oh, it's Star Wars. Like, I see what you're doing. I wish it could have been a little bit more subtle with some of its things. But I digress. Great video game. It Man. Is, it is, it I is. just hope the next one takes place after the fall of Vampire. That'd be a cool place. Maybe, yeah. like, somewhere in the Imperial Remnant. That's, I mean, I'm really interested to... Star Wars. We can't but, talk about Star Wars. But it, yes, it, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order <laughs> I is my. You. I just yeah. want to know. It's my number two game. Um, I you know some things held it back from being my number one, but I really really enjoyed my time with it. 
It is, I think, a definite must-play from 2019. Must-play. Yeah. yeah. It's time, people. It's time. Oh, man. Number... I'm, I'm kind of interested now. Right. I, am, I am interested now, too, because... Did you think it was Star Wars? No. Uh, kind of, maybe, sort of? No. Coin flip. Seth, your All number right. one... Number one pick. Game of the year. Number one game of 2019. I finished this game, and as soon as I finished it, I said to myself, this is not only the best game that I have played in 2019, this is perhaps one of the best games ever created. I think I know what you're talking about. My 2019 game of the year is without question The Outer Wilds. Man, I, I, like, I the think The Outer Wilds is, in my opinion, one of the most well-crafted and perfectly executed video games that I have ever had the pleasure of playing. I have... Okay. It is not for everybody. No. It is extremely difficult to fully understand, and it is obtuse at times. But it is a beautiful, beautiful mess. That game... I'm... I'm awakening right now. <laughs> Do it! So... I beat the game in 49 loops. Wow, Each okay. loop lasts about 22 minutes, but some of them were cut short because I died. But I, I, I started to try and write bullet points. I'm not looking at anything. I started to try and write bullet points for this, and I was like, you know what? I can't. I just I have to channel the passion. I got to channel the passion. That's what we want. I, I dropped this game for a solid six months because I was so frustrated by it. However, I decided to pick it back up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have the tenacity that it takes to finish this game because I think the hook is interesting. And I will say, this game takes tenacity with a capital T to finish. But the fulfillment that you get from... one, I'm going to backtrack real quick. One of I think one of the best puzzle games of all time is The Witness. I think this is because this is a game where you feel the power ramp, quote-unquote, I don't use this term... Um, very similar to the way that you do in Doom, right? Like, Doom is a game where you start with a pistol, pew, 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 and then by the end you're fucking up entire rooms of zombies because that power is presented to you, right? And you take that power and you now use that power. The Witness was a game where the power is in the mind. So you're uncovering and unlocking the secrets of this island and solving these line puzzles, applying the rules that you're learning from all of these environmental cues. I love that game. The Outer Worlds takes that. Wilds. Sorry, Outer Wilds. Thank you. Takes that and removes this weird line puzzle element. And it says, what if the entire universe was a puzzle? And what if every single planet, what if every single weird thing floating around in space, what if everything was connected in one story that if you know what you're... The problem... Here, if... The, the, pro, the point of your save game doesn't matter. Because if you know what to do, you can beat this game in one sitting, in one loop. But it is all about, you spent those 49 loops learning what happened on these planets. What's, you know, why is this planet doing this? And this game is, honestly, it is a machine. It is, the, it is a machine of genius game design. And you look at this planet, and there's like four different quadrants that have all this detail, and then it's just flat. And I know that I don't need to walk over the flat. Like it's, unlike a game like The Witcher, right? Like, 
The Witcher, I see all this space where there's nothing there, but I'm like, there could be something there. So I like go and explore it. And then I get disappointed because there's nothing there. And then eventually I learn, okay, question marks are the only thing that matter. And at that point, the game becomes a script, right? Like, whoop, open the map. How many question marks? Oh, fill them in, right? And it becomes a checklist. This game, the checklist is completely organic. I walk into this place and I'm exploring this room and then all of a sudden I'm floating through space and I'm like, what the hell happened there? I need to know what happens. So I go back there and, I, and then I'm like, I'm not going to go in the building. I'm going to watch the building. And I watch the building and I'm like, oh, so that's what, that is what, so the building, I don't need to go in that building after this point, right? And it is just time and time and time again, all kinds of secrets and cool things that you uncover and like the general gist of the game is that the universe is ending the sun explodes and you have 22 minutes to explore the universe okay. right uh and so at the end of the 22 minutes the sun explodes and you are sent back to the campfire that you start in and it's so think groundhog day except in space in space, in space. I can't say enough good things about it. There's First off, there's nothing about this game that I think is bad. I think everything about this game that someone wouldn't like are just elements of of the game. Right? Like, I think that just about anyone could sit down and enjoy Control. I don't think that there's some people that could sit down and enjoy this game. But let me tell you the euphoric feeling of exploring the galaxy in this janky-ass spaceship that's like oh boy. super weird... But what's crazy is as you play that game, you figure out its little qu quirks and kinks. And by the end of that game, like, you're still having some moments where you just fucking crash into the sun. Like, that, it just happens. I love that. But hey, let me put you on autopilot. Why are you taking me towards that yellow ball? Yes. Okay. And I want, I want you to know, there is, there are some insane people on the planet Earth that do some insane things. But I think that one of the most insane things you can do is make a game that you can beat and have zero gamer score for beating it. <laughs> this game is completely beatable without unlocking a single achievement. Because I did it! Wow. I beat it and I was like, it's weird, I didn't get an achievement. And I was like, now that I think about it, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever seen an achievement pop. And I open up the list and lo and behold, all the achievements are like for doing things or doing certain things within certain um, parameters, and I just didn't do those in my 49 playthroughs of the game. Wow, that's actually pretty and crazy. And I, I cannot... I think that The Outer Wilds is one of the greatest games of this generation. It is one of the smartest design games of this generation, and I think it deserves, it deserves every accolade that it has received, both before and after release. I can't... And whatever you do, if you play this game... Do not read up. Do read anything. Because like I said, if you know what to do... Ruins the fun. It ruins the fun. But it is just such a... And, I've, and what's really fun is I have a friend that's playing it right now. And he's texting me. And I... I personally think I am giving him the best possible game experience. Because... And he just beat it. But I was able to give him the hints and ask the questions that didn't spoil anything. But got him on the right track. Where... Where at times I felt really off track and I had to look up very specific things to give me clues on how to proceed. But it was very dangerous because at any moment I could have spoiled the game. Um, so that I would say if you do play this game, try your best to solve the puzzles at, without 
looking it up. Use your ship's computer and read and reread because it keeps a log of every. I guess it does kind of have a save point at that at that certain current point because the <laughs> the ship's computer keeps up with what you've discovered. But yeah. at the end of the day, if you have a good memory, you could technically still play the game. But man, just uncovering mm. the secrets of the universe of this universe, and when you finally realize. Like, all the ship's log is filled in, and you're like, all right, I've got everything I need to beat this game. What do I do? <laughs> and you look for the two loose threads, and you're like, well, this thing happened, and this thing was left undecided. So what if I apply these two together? And, you, and then you're like, oh, shit, that's how you do it. And there's a point in this game where you understand exactly what is causing... And I'm not going to spoil this, but you understand what is causing this time loop. And you have to make a choice as to whether or not you think you're ready to quote-unquote save the universe. Because doing so eliminates the loop. Where it is your final loop. Yeah, okay. So the pressure is intense. But if you die, I am going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, to tell you this because I think it's just so charming... If you die without without the ability to continue looping time in the way that they've established it, uh, it goes to the menu screen <laughs> playing the theme song, but it is on a kazoo. <laughs> so it's like, and it is just like, you basically a, a fail state, right? And you have to go back into the game, and it it does put you back where you were. were. So you can go back and actually finish the game. But That's pretty this cute. game does stuff with music. So, like, when you do make that decision to finally, like, okay, I think I've figured out what I need to know. Because you could, honestly, you could accidentally fuck up this game by, like, you're like, oh, I'm exploring around. I'm like, oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? I'm going to pull this lever and do this thing and explore this area and read this thing and accidentally do too many things. And then all of a sudden, kazoo. <laughs> and so, you, it's very hard to do, but you could do it. But then, when you figure out what you have to do, and you're like, all right, all, right, all I got to do is not mess this up. Okay. Because honestly, I think if you know what to do, you could probably beat the game in six minutes. Like, it's well, not okay. hard. Okay. But, when you start that path, okay. the music that kicks in is, it's, I've been listening to this not, soundtrack nonstop. The soundtrack, perfect soundtrack. It kicks in in this intense, like, it's the theme, but in this, like, growing and it grows in intensity as you get closer to your objective. And then by the end of the game, you are catapulted into this insane, fantastic final hour of the game that is just, like, mind-bogglingly amazing. I can't praise this game enough. Puzzles are amazing. The aha moments are amazing. There, It does stuff with the idea of... And I know this is a bit of a cliche, but, like, the idea of quantum realities, like multiple things happening at multiple times. Like, Control does this in a very overt way. This does it in a very covert way, where it is like, okay. you're not you're not going through alternate realities, but you're understanding that everything in this universe is constantly in chaos. Like, the idea of Schrodinger's cat is, like, makes sense when you play this game. Where you're just like, the, the, the chaos is constant unless, I'm, unless I am there to, to stop the chaos. But by me being there, I have created more chaos. Like, it's... it's Play Outer Wilds. It's so good. Like, have either of you played this game? 
Oh, yeah. I'm, you put, okay. I'm, 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 I'm deep. I'm not be, I haven't been here, but I'm deep. I, I've only made it through three loops so far. I mean, it takes tenacity. And yeah. like, it, it, and I would never blame anybody for not playing this game. Just, just like The Witness. I would never blame you for stopping playing the game. But it is a game, and the reason it is my number one, Control was the most fun that I had playing a game. Sekiro was the game that made me feel the coolest to play. But The Outer Wilds was the game that transcended all of the things that I could think about video games and made me feel like a real space explorer with real, like, danger, right? Like, there are horribly gruesome deaths in that game that are... There are. Yeah, you're like correct. the idea, like of like the idea of the Indiana Jones traps, where you're like getting crushed or, by something, and you know it's coming, but you can't do anything about it. I was like, "Yep, cool. So this is gonna happen. Let's go ahead and just let this uh, let this universe consume me." I'm a head out. Yep, I'm a head <laughs> out. Uh, fall into this black hole, and oh, all right, I'm floating through space now. Oh, cool. My ship is 17 kilometers away. Well, I'm dead now. <laughs> Take my helmet off. <laughs> go, uh, Arnold from Magic School Bus on it, you know. But uh, man, it is. It's, I, I, we've used this analogy before, right? Okay. Walk into the bar, right? Geralt, sitting there, smoking a cigar at the bar. Yeah. I feel like Outer Wilds, for me at least, walks in there. And it's pretty, pretty damn loud in there. Because it is, whereas The Witcher, I think, is a lot of people's favorite games because it is a storybook that's fun to experience. This is a game that just truly, like, you open the book, the pages are blank. And you're like, what the fuck is this? So then you flip a page and you're like, this one's blank. And you're like, what, what is going on? And you flip back and now there's a, a single letter on the page and you're like, whoa. Uh. <laughs> so you flip through and like there's one letter on each page. And it's just like it, it evolves from there and you start to uncover the mystery of this universe. And at the end of the day, the universe is one giant machine. And you are a part of that machine who can push and pull and prod at things. But at the end of the day, the universe is a machine. It is going to explode in 22 minutes. Figure out what you can until that time. Masterpiece. Chef hands. Okay. Chef chef hands chef, sorry, chef's kiss, Italian hands. There you go, Italian. Okay. Number one, Outer Wilds from, from Seth. That's me. Good pick. Good pick. Man. On Xbox Game Pass, which I would never have bought this game. I would like this game did not. So you did play to it me. on Game Pass. Oh, I, I bought it, I bought the game as soon I as I heard. I hundred percent on Game Pass, and um, I I think if you were an Xbox Live Gold subscriber like a year and a half ago, mm. you got the game when it came out because they were like you're getting the pre order as the games with gold. So I probably still would have given it a shot. Well, you know, I, I really I really got a chance to dive into this game on at PAX South 2019. I don't know if you guys. Have... Oh my God. <laughs> Can we throw him out his own window? <laughs> I think we should throw him out his own window. Oh, I did play the game there. It was pretty cool. I was I, I bought the game on PC, so that's where I've been playing. No, it. just jump out the window. Like, <laughs> leave him here. He can come back in. All right, I'm going to head out. All right, I'm going to head out. When Cameron starts talking about another convention he went to that played the game early. Um, oh, Jesus. Awesome pick. Here's yeah. Wait, the fun times. For what? Oh, for, yeah. It's, yeah. it's Will. We're the last two left. We got yeah. one each. Will. Thank you for letting me rant. Oh, no. Yeah, you're good, man. I really, I needed to get that out. Um, That's why we're here, right? We're fun. Is, talking about games. God, with you guys. so good. I just want to wear it. Like, 
warm coat on a winter go, day. Go uh, find you some merch. I'm sure there's some out there. Oh, man, it's so good. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what your game of the year is, and I have some ideas. So it's a game we played on stream together. It was a very unique experience for both of us on the stream. Ooh, real? Oh, okay. So you have an idea now? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, so it took me a minute to kind of come to this decision because there were some other games that I wasn't sure if, if they were going to make the cut for mm -hmm. me. I'm going with Gears 5. Gears oh, 5? Wow. Gears 5. Wow. Yeah, so I... I've played Gears before back in the day, but I was mm -hmm. never truly in love with this franchise. You know, it was one of those, like, I got it for Horde mode, played it with my buddies. Like, that that was really why we played. Mm -hmm. um, the story mode was like, oh, cute, they got a story. Give me Horde mode. Hey, the Gears story's pretty good now. No, no, it is. It is. I'm not going to poop on it. Um, but I like what he and I have experienced together in this game enough that I haven't had a boss encounter that felt like that. That was wild. What was this? Um, so, the end of Act 2. The end of Act 2 boss? Have you done it multiplayer? Yeah. Okay. Who did you play as? Uh, Were you... Uh, I think I was... Uh, the end of Act 2 in the cave. Yeah. You could either be Kate or um, Dell. I was Kate through most okay. of the campaign. Okay. So then you know what I'm talking about, where you kind of start like getting visions in the middle of the boss fight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was, we were already deep into the game. We were playing through it together uh -huh. the whole way through. And he's like, hey, you need to move. I was like, I can't see him. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I'm like, move, <laughs> move, he's coming like, for you. Little things like that. Uh, yeah. Um, because that was such a unique experience. Like, I mm. haven't played the story mode co-op at all before. Uh-huh. And so this is the first time for that. This was also um, the first time where I really cared about learning where the uh, swarm came from. Mm -hmm. Or locusts, whatever we're calling them. I don't really care what we call them. The underground baddies. Yes. The things we're going to nuke at some point. Subterranean and uh, antagonists. Yeah, go. yeah, there we go. Um, point being, like, I love digging into weird lore like this. Mm -hmm. So that grabbed my attention. I love the way the firearms feel. The Lancer's so good. Mm. I don't care what anybody ever says. Lancer's top top three gun in video games. Like <sighs> whoever would have thought that a chainsaw and a machine gun would be. I, a lo great I love idea. the um, the grenade launcher attachment. Yeah, the grenade really launcher awesome. one is cool. Um, but no, like exploring Kate's story. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, gonna be honest, that was probably one of my favorite streams that we have done. Period in 2019. It is one of the best boss fights that I've I've played through with someone else, period, uh -huh. in a co-op game. It's not just like Bullet Sponge, which I love Destiny, but 90% of their bosses are freaking Bullet yeah. Sponges. You know, and it feels like everything in Borderlands it was essentially a Bullet Sponge. So we get these weird games, and it's like, oh, wait... Oh, this one actually requires mechanics. It requires mm -hmm. us to, like, communicate. It requires... You know, thought. You, you're not just like, oh, yeah, you know, I can go and just... And then, oh, man, you think you got the pattern down, and then they start throwing crap at you. Yep. So, well, that was to phase fun. two. <laughs> and so, the other thing I got to get into is the, the art for the game, as far as mm -hmm. the landscapes and the way they've got that going. Um, I love the skiff. Okay. And the way that just kind of okay. gets you around. 
that was something that stuck out to me and I, I know it's just like a random little simple thing that's only for like those little semi-open world segments but mm-hmm. I love that and honestly the soundtrack mm. that and you know Laura Bailey so yeah yeah, it's like, oh, hey, Laura Bailey's here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go explore this now. What did you think of like uh, multiplayer and horde mode and the escape mode? I like the idea of the escape mode. It is something a little different. Uh, horde mode feels like awesome. It's more horde mode. You know, yeah. uh, I'm okay with it. I haven't dug into the like solo multiplayer at all. Oh, okay. So I know some people who thoroughly enjoy it and like that's their shtick. Yeah. Uh, if I'm playing that online, I'm playing with other people for Horde Mode. Okay. Like, that is... So, um, back in the day when uh, Halo 3 ODST yep. was uh, its own game, their Horde Mode, I literally spent eight months playing that with my cousin. That Just, was a good mm-hmm. firefight mode. Yeah. yeah, firefight. And so, if we can get a good Horde Mode like that, I am 100% in. I mean, the Gears 5 Horde Mode was fun. It's just one of those where it's like, I think that... The idea, the mole... I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like it's a lot. And it's like 40 to 50 minutes to play. It's not mm-hmm. something you can like... Oh, no. It, it, it's a commitment. Yeah. It's... It's not like a little monster hunt in Dauntless. Or, yeah. you know, like... You know, oh, man, we're going to go, you know, kill some monster real quick. Be yeah. right back. No, it's not like a little 20-minute jaunt. Here I go killing again. <laughs> yeah. But, no, man. I really thoroughly enjoy the game. I love the performances that I did see. I'm only like halfway through the game, so I gotta finish mm-hmm. it. But that one boss fight to me is literally what puts it where it is. Like that right there was just such a unique experience that it makes me think about it and I haven't played it in more than a month. Oh nice. So I need to go back and finish it. But that I played a little more on stream. Yeah. And through Act Three. Um yeah. and, and I... like like we made it into the more deserty era. Yeah. Area and I need to go and finalize. That's it been again. very interesting. Yeah, time, so. I just like honestly finding out how the the big bads came to be. Mm-hmm. That is like. Oh yeah, when we when we and we were and streaming that together. Cavern, yeah. When like we started walking through there, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. No, man. Um, I can't rant and rave about the game like you can as far as all that goes. Uh, I've never been able to rant like Seth. I'm not going to try to attempt or impersonate. My poor throat. <laughs> it's okay. You will sleep soon. I, yeah, You, you will slumber and recover. I, do, I got the hype within me, man. I got to feel it. No, man. But, uh, I'm yeah, Gears 5. I'm very happy with this game. Yeah. Let, I hope the next one doesn't have the craziness that this one had. And I mean that, like, a lot of people were upset with certain parts of this game. I think they made another Gears game. I think that people generally have turned on Gears. Yeah, it's just that it's kind of got the... Well, it's it's got the Halo sickness of, like, there's just so many at this point. And I think that this was one of the most well-executed Gears games. But it's a Gears game. And if you're not into that, bad news. Here's the thing, like... They have a studio that's around building these games. Mm. At the end of the day, they're going to be more more Gears games. I think that the best thing that Microsoft could have done was diversify their studios. Uh-huh. And didn't Phil say he's not opposed to acquiring more if it's right? Yeah, if it's right. I, I, Gears Tactics, I have hope. That, I, that, I am so excited for that Gears is, Tactics. I, I was like, man, if we man, can get an XCOM, XCOM that's not quite Gears. as 
hardcore as XCOM is. Like, I'm not necessarily one for permadeath of my main dudes. Like, maybe, like, my three main dudes and then, like, three other dudes that could permadeath. Or, you know, something where it's, like, I can choose. Like, kind of like chess where it's, like, I can put my pawns out if I need to, but... Yeah, my level nah. 16 dude I just spent 40 hours, like, building up, like... Don't is it gonna him. die from a fucking dice roll? Sorry, I said a bad word. We're allowed um, one of those each. each yeah, episode. I, I don't it. know if you heard, man, on our on our uh, YouTube channel because of the whole uh, CPPA thing, everything's flagged as adult. Yeah, <laughs> adult material. <laughs> not 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 like not like, not, not like AO, but like rated M. Rated M for mm-hmm. mature. This this broadcast plus. is rated M for mature. Hey. Just like what, the other idea I got to talk to you about that I'm doing. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Cameron, it's my turn. the hour draws nine. Oh, it does draw nine. Oh, we, we know it's going to be Death Stranding. My... I will straight up go over there and eat that camera hole on stream. I'll Don't, make sure the cable on, stays hand. connected so they'll hang see on, it. Don't eat my camera. Nope, I will eat that eat, camera. Eat his camera. I will eat that camera while it records and you will get a live stream of digestion. Please. My number one game, and again, this is really hard to pick, but... My number one game, please don't hate me, Seth, is Death Stranding. I'm done. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. You don't even joke about that. You don't even joke about that. Oh, man. I had him, too. What? No, you know Will, what? I had him. You know what? Here's what I'll do. I will refer you as a driver for Uber Eats because it's the same thing. Don't pick up my food. I hate you. Oh man, I really want some McDonald's, but I don't want to put on pants. Oh, oh I could just call up Sam Bridges <laughs> to bridge me some food. Please. I'm so sorry. Please go ahead and tell us your actual game of the year. It's actually just right now. Oh, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm sure, you know, you want to die from embarrassment of almost being... Uh, associated with that as your game of the year, but you can't because your name is Die Hard Man. <sighs> so bad. Or maybe it's the fact that you're fragile, but not that fragile. Those are pretty good puns. Those are dialogue character names from the game. I know. I know. That um, madman needs to be put under control. Um, you're saying he I'm needs a uh, Toriyama's editor. <laughs> That's that Put is those a, two together. you know what that is that is an interesting choice of words. He got to do his student practicum. It's done. Close the book. Let's move on together. That is an interesting interesting choice of words, Seth. My number one game game of the year 2019 for Cameron is Control. Yeah. Oh, he went with a real game. Um, it. <laughs> Fun facts, it is the only game on all three of our lists that is repeated. Oh, you're right, it Go is. Go look through the list. Yeah. We did not repeat a single game. Um, except for this one. Control. I, giving the story of Control, I remember going through this game and I was not sure. Didn't have this game on my radar at the beginning of 2019. I, I loved Remedy games like Quantum. Yeah. Never played Alan Wake. But Quantum Break. Good. Um... Uh, was I, I enjoyed live action episodes aside. I really enjoyed the game and the gameplay. Um, I've always been a fan of Max Payne, so anytime Remedy releases good stuff, I'm like, okay, they release quality mm-hmm. games, I'm going to check them out. Um, as we get closer to release, V3 
very similar thing. I started seeing more coverage, more previews on this game. Like, ooh, this game looks really cool. Ooh, this game looks really awesome. I jumped into this game on release, and I've loved every minute of Control so freaking much. The oldest house, walking as Jesse, going through... I'm going to repeat a lot of stuff that you talked about earlier, but like... Jesse Faden and going into the oldest house and then kind of stumbling on the director and then you assume control in some weird way and um, how the I love the atmospheric vibe that this game gives off very X Files Twin Pixie esque yep. game um, I, I piggyback on what you said like a lot of the characters are so awesome I, the board. I love the board. The board is <laughs> like great. like the, this huge triangle, like and you're like you can hear them. You're the only one who's gonna understand them. Yeah. Um, but like going through this game, I will I will tell you that what really how, how I approach this game is that I played through a good chunk of it, then I stopped. Other games came out and I started playing them. Mm-hmm. I came back to this game in December. Mm-hmm. I beat the game in December. Mm. And that is what put it at my game of the year, oh, jumping yeah. back in. Like, it, this game was so much fun. The combat, as far as wielding your gun and using your psychic powers, your, I'm, gra- I'm like grabbing stuff off and throwing items at them. I loved the fact, like the physics and the graphics and the how it ties into the atmosphere. I loved it. I loved that, like, if I can't grab an item, at bare minimum, I can pull the concrete off the floor and yeah. throw it at people at but least. it's like it's a little weaker so that's not incentivized to do that exactly like, yeah. but I forget the fire canister and grab that yeah. oh yeah uh, massive damage yeah um the game number one the game taught me a lot about you know how some games where you kind of get in a rhythm you oh I like these attacks mm. These you have all these attacks, but I only like using these two, and these get the job done. And yeah. you basically play through the entire game like that. This game does not do that. For, it didn't do it to me. It was very much like I remember getting to a hard part of this game, and then I was like, "Crap!" And then I like, "How am I going to get through this?" And then I remembered, "Oh crap! I have a defensive skill, and I had to change my playstyle." So now I'm like, "Okay, this is oh, a rocket's coming in, wall of wall ro- rocks." Yeah, and then. As I leveled that up, I started using it in a defensive offensive skill. So people would come at me, they'd shoot rockets, I'd throw it up, then I'd see an enemy close to me and go, whoop. That's cool. Rocks in your face. Cool. Um, and then, and what, what made it nice is that as I got better with using all of my powers, it made fighting enemies a lot easier, especially when you get with these big rooms of enemies. Mm-hmm. And then you have the ones that are floating in the air, and you've got the ground troops, and you got the ones with the rockets, and you got the big orb that heals everybody and pisses you off because you're like, what the hell is he at? He's, he's hiding somewhere in here. Um, it was just learning those powers. Like, okay, I got to take out the... It's a hiss cluster. Uh, I got to take out the cluster guy first. Let me... I, I remember getting to a point where I'm like, I'm going to shoot you down enough to where you have some health that I'm going to seize you. I'm going to take control. <laughs> um, and then you're going to help me out with these other enemies. And then I'm going to grab you. I'm going to put you to death and I'm just going to grab you and throw you towards his cluster. I'm going to kill you and the cluster at the same time. So yeah. now nobody's getting healed <laughs> and I'm going to take everybody else out. I like creating the armies. 
Yes. My minions just creating a bunch of, oh. especially the floaty chair dudes that are impossible to hit. Yes. I oh would just, man, I was like, you're mine now. You're mine now. You're mine now. Go rain death. And going floaty through. Chair, dude. That's such a um, weird way to describe it. Yep, character. floaty chair dude. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yes, I, I do. Uh, chair, the point you discussed where there is a power you get that really changes your mm-hmm. tactics. That was so much fun. And what was interesting is that opened up the world so much more for yep. me. Um, I'm like finding places that I'm like, oh, I didn't know about this place before because of this power. Um, I get access to other places that op- like very much in the vein of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order where like it opens up this whole new area that I didn't even know about. And there's this person who's got these whole other set of quests for me that I'm going to go through on. Yeah. Um, I love the Metroidvania feel mm-hmm. of the game. Um, going back to these... We're going back to these worlds and these different rooms because you have these different sectors and you go through these different floors. Um, and every time I went back through, I found something new that I wasn't expecting before. Mm. Especially in very much the vein of Metroidvania, as I got new powers, I would go, oh, I unlocked this area because of this new power and I found this new stuff and I got these new abilities and I got some more skills that I can power up my abilities on. Um, the story of the game was just so much fun. Like it, the, 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 it always kept me drawing me in on like the mystery of this oldest house, the mystery of the hiss. Why am I the director? I'm just here to talk about my brother and figure out what the hell's going on with him. What's going on with the hiss. Why are we in lockdown? What's going on with the oldest yeah. house? All these things are blocking me. And, um, it why just, it, why is everyone wearing laser tag chest pieces? Like it kept me engaged the entire way through. And especially near the end, I was like, Whoa. I, one of my, one of my favorite parts. And I'm doing, I, I don't want to spoil this. I can tell you the end, the end, end, the end. Oh yeah. B- both. Yeah. And I remember, oh, yeah. I remember initially, what? And then being like, what? <laughs> and it was just, that really tied it off on a game that was just so memorable and impressive to me. Um, Ashtray Maze is dope. It is awesome. I love, like, put on the headphones. <laughs> Like, yeah, here we go. Yeah. It's such a power trip, especially when you get to that point in the game when you have a lot of your powers. Um, I love the hotel. Oh, yeah. That, that, once you figure it out, that first yes. time is pretty painstaking. And you're like, I'm like, what the hell's going on? But, like, just its purpose in the oldest house and the things you had to do every time you visited it mm-hmm. was just so interesting. And every time it was and different. it never felt samey. Yeah, that's the thing. Is It never felt uh, the same every time you went. I loved, um, I talked about the story, the combat, the fact of like, after the game is done, you're still in the oldest house and you can go back into adventures. Like I, I stumbled upon the, um, some of the, um, expansion stuff they've added in the game. Oh, I haven't uh, played since they did that. That is, uh, the expeditions. Oh. That is really cool. And I kind of stumbled on that. There is still a, um, like a whole story section part that they're adding to the game as well. Mm-hmm. That's coming soon, sometime this year. Um, but... Everything about this game, like the, the the story, the combat, just felt so satisfying. And every time I'm just like, you know, the difference 
in when you're playing Star Wars: The Force Unleashed, and you use your Force powers. Fallen Order. Or uh, I say so. You said Force Unleashed. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. When you use your Force powers, you have to like attack enemies or do other things to kind of charge it. You can't just continually use them. Control. It's like I'm going to throw some stuff at you. Okay, my bar is going down, going down. Okay, it's empty. I have to wait. And you, like you talked about before, use your powers. Then you got to use your gun, and you got to shoot people around. You can switch different modes. Uh, my favorites were the regular pistol and then the Gatling gun. Ah. Because I actually, my regular one, I had a, um, like a plus 85% headshot damage mod. Yeah, dude. So I was like, headshot, headshot. Doop, doop, doop. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, but it was cool that I never felt weak when I had my powers. Like, I, it was just like, okay, crap, I have to recharge. Wait, recharge. Give me a couple seconds. Okay. Yeah. Woo, woo. Throwing all this crap at people. Um... It was really just so special. The characters, Casper Darling, the director. That last video, man. Jesse, Jesse, like, all those videos were great. Like, Control made me care about the collectibles. Oh, yeah. Every time I got a a document or a dossier or a research article, Mm -hmm. I was immediately like, open now, let me read. Let me figure out what's going on. And like you said, Seth, a lot of the, all of the other items and things in the oldest house have such unique and crazy history. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I, I want to, I want to give an example, but I'm trying to think of one that's not spoilery. Um, <laughs> what would be one that I could think of? Are you, you talking about an item that? Yeah, an, uh, object of An power. Object of power. Yeah. The. Hmm. I think the stoplight. I haven't done the traffic light yet. Oh, you haven't done I the haven't traffic done light. It. Okay, well then. Um, uh, you know, I talked about it earlier. I'll just go ahead and get this one out. Yeah, of do that, Yeah. So there is an item. It is a refrigerator, and unfortunately, it is uh, the way the item works is that someone must be looking at the fridge at all times. If you do not look at the fridge at all times, bad things happen. And in the course of the story, you stumble upon this poor, poor soul who has been sitting in the room for almost 24 hours because each um, you have to, um, they work shifts in. And because the oldest house went on lockdown with the hiss invaded, this person has been sitting staring at this fridge for over 24 hours. And you walk up on him, and one of your quests is you have to help him um, get, get, get the hell out of there so he can not have to sit there. Because you have to, like, you can't blink or do anything. Your eyes must be on this item all the time. It's pretty wild. Full stop. And that was a cool story thread. And it's just, like, there are unique items all throughout that have these unique abilities. The traffic light, there's a TV, mm-hmm. um... There's a, a bunch of, a safe. There's a bunch of other weird stuff that uh, objects of power, but it was so cool exploring and learning about those in the dossiers and then interacting with them in real life or in the game um, so much. And it was just like this game really, like when I played it, I, I, I enjoyed the game the first half. It wasn't a knock on it, but when I really jumped back in the second time and played through the rest mm. of that game to the end, I loved every minute of it. Um, it was one of the um, more technically impressive games oh, yeah. this year. If if the it was, ray tracing on PC is 
phenomenal. Like if I if I had a thing that supported it, I would have probably played it on PC. But I do. You do. It was awesome. I got your handy hand me down, so I can do VR now. I've been yeah. upgraded to VR. Capable. Hey, there you go. You gonna so. get Alex? Uh, pro- no. I honestly, I told myself if I'm gonna do VR, I'm gonna do the Odyssey Quest or the I. Uh, Oculus, Oculus Quest. Quest, thank you, yes. Well, they got uh, the link cables now. They have the link cables, I, and I thought about that. I just don't know that I'm ready for VR. Like, it's... I, I don't want to have the space. Anyways, we're not talking about VR. We're talking yeah, about how control is. But, um... Oh. Control, like, if... One of the things that held Jedi Fallen Order back for me was the technical hitches. Yep. None here in control at all. Remedy delivered a polished game. I really think that this game, for some reason or another, was a sleeper game for a lot of people and maybe it was because of how people felt about quantum break i think it was a little um, bit of that it was it came out at a very busy time it was in august right before the um fall rush came through yep. so yeah i agree with that um but control my opinion stands on the highest of merits it is a wonderful game it is a complete game there was so much fun another thing that really helped this w- against jedi fallen order in my mind was that I I feel like I have reasons to go back and play. That was a big thing for me, was that game, like I said, Fallen Order is very fun to play through the first time following the path, but going off that path can sometimes be frustrating to find your way back to the path, whereas Control is designed to allow you to venture off the path, explore, come back to the path, and then even after the game is done. Go find more objects of power, fight more bosses, still do cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I still got to go finish the game, so. Finish it. it might be. It is. No, I, I got to say, like, in the uh, superlative list we have of the extra stuff, like, I do have it listed a couple of times. Okay. Awesome. It, I, I, what's funny, what you mentioned earlier, Seth, about the game. So the final, one thing I want to add, the final boss, you got to the third tier. I want to let you know that I inadvertently cheesed the third boss. So the super, or the third part of that um, fight, so you have all enemies come at you. Yep. The really, I think two of the big super duper guys, I can't, the, the ones that have the rocks floating around them. Spinny boys, yeah. They're very hard to deal with everything else coming at you. Yeah. Somehow it got positioned where one was in front of another one on the ledge. And I pushed one off, and they both fell off. Yeah. I didn't have to deal with them at all. When I played Overwatch at BlizzCon. Oh, and I played uh, everything else before at Parks <laughs> East. Oh, then the final boss just straight up glitched and T-posed into the ground, and I won. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to let you know. I wanted to pass that information Piece on to you. Shit. <laughs> but uh, poor stuff. I'm sorry. Dude. Control. I, I I will let you know. Building my list. And when we talk about honorable mentions, I'll, I'll yeah, go yeah. detail a lot more. But, like, building my list, I had such a hard time placing all three of these because there were cases I made to myself for Resident Evil should be top, that Star Wars should be on top. <clears throat> but I really felt, especially after... Because all, all three of my games, I beat all three of them to completion. And I really felt that Control was the most complete game in the game that really kept motivating me um, to keep playing, to keep playing, yeah. and it's still like I still want to like. Oh, I'm going to jump in and see when the new content comes out. It's a game that I, I want to jump back in and play. Yeah. But my number one pick, my game of the year, 2019, Control. Take cool. control, take control. Every one of those games, I want you to know, has a 
uh, what are they called? The it's like the Knights of something. It's a band. Knights of Sidonia? No, it's 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 a band that does these these songs for the Remedy games because mm. Alan Wake has one. Okay. Where uh, you do like a cool segment of the game and it's set to the music that's themed. Did you find that? I forgot to even ask you. Did you find that information for In Control? The music? No. Oh yeah, that yeah yeah no that's. One of the reasons that this was hype for me. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly about. what you're talking about. Because um, I was like, I've seen that. I'm going to inspect that. And I inspected it, and sure and behold, I was like, oh. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, can we do honorable mentions? Let's do a recap real fast. Okay, recap. Um, recap, three, two, one, All go. Right, three. Number three was Control. Number two, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. And number one was Outer Wilds. Okay. Will. Hey, uh, Days Gone, uh, The Outer Worlds, and then Gears 5. Resident Evil 2 remake. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order at my number two. Number one, Control. Make it official right here. Let's give a round of applause to all the all, all those games in there. Oh, like, fine. it's... Oh, it, and it was one of the most... Like... I love this because it, I, I, we've talked about it the entire time, but like getting a chance instead of us, like there, there's some fun and like, no, oh, it's gotta be this game and no, it's gotta be this game and arguing over games, but like getting a chance to sit down and just talk about it, what made these games so great for each of us individually and why there are picks in these certain categories is so awesome. I think it is very telling that we didn't have much crossover this year. Like it means there was a lot of different diverse types of games that came out and nothing came out that I feel steamrolled everything else in a way that you know like The Witcher would do or Cyberpunk might do this year like yep. there it's it's nice when you have a year that doesn't have a lot of big budget big marketing hype games and you can enjoy and appreciate a Outer Wilds or a uh, I don't know Resident Evil 2 is still a pretty big game but like a remake of a pretty old, you know, like remakes yeah. generally aren't in that game of the year conversation, uh, or in your case, like get like both gears for a long-standing franchise and Days Gone. Like it, I don't know. It's just a good year. There's a lot of diversity this year. I think you're gonna like two of my honorable mentions. Good, good. <laughs> Let's get down to business. Let's. Um, are we defeating Huns this time, or what are we doing? Maybe, baby. You don't know. They don't know. Because <laughs> um, I don't know. I found some Mongolians I like. I want to keep them around. Yeah. Honorable mentions time. Let's jump through some honorable mentions in no particular order. If you want one, do you want to talk about just, just start talking about I put one that just hit Game Pass recently, and I put like 10 hours into it. Mm -hmm. My friend Pedro. My friend Pedro. I've been interested in picking Dude, that Dude, this up. game is so stupid, it's excellent. Okay. <laughs> and I say stupid in like the dumbest terms. You have a telekinetic banana that just randomly pops into your world, starts talking to you, and then randomly will pull you into his world. Okay. And his world is literally an acid trip. Go. And then you're okay. back to your world. I need to get, try that out. If it's on Game Pass, I need it's to try that. It's on Game Pass. It's on Xbox. Try <laughs> it. Um, interesting thing uh, with my friend Pedro. They have a boatload of different weapon types. It's actually a 10 out of 10 on Steam. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it they essentially, they give you a level, and it's a puzzle. you got to get through, survive the level. There's different bonuses you get, and you're scored on it. Mm -hmm. at the end so they give you like oh yeah C whatever B A or yeah. man you really sucked at this mm. <laughs> but the cool thing to me is each gun set has a different uh, ability 
uh-huh. and it enables you to do different things as you go through the levels. Okay. Um, so, as far as this goes, like you can actually zip line down a thing upside down with twin pistols going as you slow time into bullet time. It is. It's weird. It's wacky. And you are banana themed as you go through it, but it's on Game Pass. Oh yeah, a perfect, perfect example of the my friend Pedro acid trip shit. Oh boy! And these guys, as you kill them, they float up into the whatever instead of falling down and dying. Oh okay. So and um, there's ones where it's faces everywhere instead of like um, textures. It gets okay. weird. <laughs> it gets real weird, man. But like, so they'll. You know, legit put you in a level here, and you can choose to kind of wall jump up, kill this guy, turn around and kill this guy, or you can kick a pan up there and ricochet bullets on him. Oh, that's cool! Just shit like that. That's cool! So there's some really cool things going on with it. Um, it's on Game Pass. There's no reason to not try it. Yeah, you're right. All right. Do you guys, um, if you got one you want to try, you me go next. It doesn't matter. I have one. I'm pulling up a list of a lot of games that came out this year okay. to try and make sure I covered everything, but I've got one that is without question... An honorable mention. I I had this on the top three at one point. It I couldn't bring myself to put it in the place of control. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. It's an interesting game. Is, Ooh, that is an interesting game. Okay. Okay. So this game, if you don't know, is uh, from Ega, the same creator that did Castlevania Symphony of the Night, that it is highly uh, uh, based on, or it pays homage to, I'll say that. But... I think that you got to understand. Ega's a guy that announced a game sitting in a giant throne, wearing a cowboy hat, drinking wine that he implied was blood. All right. Yeah. Speed's not exactly your nice. average game director. You're not dealing with the average. You're game not dealing with anymore. the average game director. <laughs> No, you he, are dealing. He Symphony of the Night. You so. are dealing with a Kojima level weirdness slash genius, right? And boy, does it show in Bloodstained Symphony of the Night. I part of what makes this game so great is its ramp, is its story. It was a Kickstarter game that was shown at game shows around 2016, 2017. Highly criticized for looking bland, not being very fun. Then the infamous trailer, the poop trailer comes out. I don't know if you ever saw the... Did you ever see the poop trailer? I don't think I saw the So basically, the poop trailer is a critic or a Steam review that referred to the game as looking like poop. And so they redid the graphics from the ground up and did a side-by-side comparison. And Mm. the old one was labeled poop. And then the new one was labeled new. To illustrate, and it's like, it is that level of just like, okay, we are making this game work. So it came out this year, and it it is a Symphony of the Night clone in the way you play it. It's got crazy monsters, tons of weapons, tons of abilities, like the shard system. So basically like, here's a floating pig that does a ground pound. I'm gonna kill these pigs, and randomly I'll get a shard from that pig. And that shard allows me to summon those pigs as my minions that can attack for me. Okay. So I use magic points to, like, send out those pigs. Dozens of these shards. Crazy abilities. The best one is Heretical Grinder, where a giant drill comes out of your hand and you can just lay on damage. It is really great. Um, It's got all the secrets that you want. You know, 
breakable walls, crazy rooms that you're like, what is this? Like, it's just a room with a painting of a cat and a chair that you can sit in. And you're like, what is this room for? Surprise, nothing. It's just there because it's paintings of a cat. And the, the developer, the person who kickstarted it, won a cat painting. Um, okay. It's got a lot of the little Kickstarter charms. So like, every portrait in the game is of a Kickstarter. So someone who okay. supported the game. Uh, that was a tier. You could put your, your face in the game. Um, and... One of my one of the things I think that gives this game so much fun depth is it is an RPG. So you have gear that you find, you find new weapons. So you have like a sword that's just the normal side scroller, you know, Zelda two attack. But then you have like whips that do like a downward, and they have a wider range, but not as much damage. You have the broadswords that do the big sweep, but are very slow. Um, but the I would say a lot of the roleplay mechanics come in with the cooking, and I love the way that this game addresses cooking. It is a full cooking system. All the way down to, like, you get ingredients from killing certain types of monsters. And you may mix those ingredients together to make pizza dough. Well, you eat the pizza dough, that gives you one strength. So your strength goes up. Well, now you make the pizza dough, and then you find cheese somewhere else. Now you can make a cheese pizza, which is a different food item. Now you eat the cheese pizza, you get one intelligence. And that's... So basically, you're using these food so items, and by the end, you're like making sushi. So you're gathering, like, eight different components and mixing three of them here and four of them here, and then adding that last one in... And now it's the unique food item. So the first time you eat the food, you get the bonus. And then after that, it just gives a stat, you know, a temporary stat boost. Uh, so it's got this whole robust, like, leveling oh, okay. system. Uh, it also has the cooking system. <clears throat> it has all these ultimate wep or alternate weapons. And I don't know how familiar you are with the Symphony of the Night. Did either of you all play Symphony of the Night? I have not, but have. I, I have not. I'm surprised being a PlayStation dude. But Didn't get a chance to pick that game up. <laughs> so a big part of that game is the second half of that game you think it ends and then you go to the ups the inverted castle the upside down castle this game does something very neat with that whereas you don't necessarily go to an alternate castle that's inverted it is an ability you have to turn the castle upside down and oh. it completely changes a lot of the rooms it can changes the way you fight bosses because now you just Oh, the boss is going around on the floor. Like, I'll just stand up here and grind them with the reticle grinder. Like, it's that... And a lot of the bosses are designed in a way to counter that. But, man, it plays well. Technically sound, except on the Switch when it launched. Um, Switch version was not great. It was not. But I was playing this, and I was like... Man, I actually beat it twice, because I played it all the way through on uh, PS4. My girlfriend bought it on PS4, and I played it on her account. And then it came out on Game Pass. Oh, I didn't beat it on PS4. I got, like, most of the way through. Okay. And then it came out on Game Pass. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for the achievement. So I went back through and played it on Game Pass, and it was fun both times. I had two different weapons. Uh, I was like, I'm not going to use the same weapon that I used before. The one I used in the first game was, like, a, a sword that you throw out and then comes back to you. So okay. a lot of times I was trying to cheese stuff by, like, doing ranged attacks, and I was like, this time I'm going to use a big-ass broadsword. And it totally changed the way you play that game. But... Very fun. Lots of secrets and shortcuts to unlock. Okay. Great honorable mention. Um, it wasn't in my top three list, but 100% Death Straining is one of my honorable mentions on there. Seth is shaking his head. I, 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 want, I, I want you to know, like, I've really enjoyed my time with Death Stranding, and I, I'm, I eventually am going to get through completion. Like getting through that first area, I know we talked about it on Best Music. Will like yeah. some of like the modes and systems of that game were just so interesting and intriguing for me. Um, before I had beat all the other games, like 
that was flirting on being on my list. And, but then beating those other games and really sitting down thinking about it, I'm like, and no, I like Death Stranding does a lot of cool things, but just, there are a couple of missteps for me. And I think there was more meat on the bones as the best expression I can give for the other games than I had for Death Stranding. But, um, I really enjoy Death Stranding. Um, I, as I've talked before, Talked out before with Will and everybody else. That game is not for everyone, just like Outer Wilds. It's not for everyone. It is a very unique game. It is a very Kojima game for good or ill. You take your pick. Um, but I just really... I really appreciated the difference. Like, it was a change of pace for me. It was something that was different that I hadn't experienced for in gaming. Yet, is it a guy delivering pizzas? In, a, in layman's terms, yes. But, like, I remember uh, an example, like, I'm on stream, streaming the game, and I have to, uh, I'm like, okay, guys, what do you want me to do? I have a timed mission, which I had never done before, or I have to get this package somewhere in 30 minutes, or this other mission where I have to go into this, um, like, camp, enemy camp, and grab some items and deliver it to another place. Of course, people love seeing you torture on Twitch, so they picked the timed mission. And... Especially what was very in intriguing for me, and I, I really liked the build around it, and I guess maybe that's how Kojima wanted the game to be, was that pulling people in, like people that were coming in watching the stream, like, so this is this trending. Okay, this is interesting. This is unique. Like, oh, this game is it for me. Like, oh, this game is, per this is weird and kind of like quirky and like walking in. I remember that I remember that specific mission because I had 30 minutes to deliver this case of like vials to the, um, the main area, mm -hmm. and basically there was this big mountain. So as soon as I get the package, fun fact about the package: I can't get it wet. They specifically tell you if you cross any streams or this package gets wet, it's completely void and you have to start over again. You're also on a time limit. Good luck. Having to carry that package on dry land through. At least one area infested with the BTs mm -hmm. was nerve-wracking because I'm like, oh god, the clock, but oh god, hold my breath because if they got catch me, I'm dead. And like having to basically figure out a way to get there quicker, so instead of going around the mountain like I would have, which would have been safer, I have to go. Crap, I need to climb up the these hooks in these ladders so I can get so I can basically cross the mountain instead of go around yeah. it. And what again? Especially talking with the people on stream and playing this game was like, it was really cool and unique how you can help other people in the game. So when you put items down like ropes and ladders and bridges and stuff, they they will show up in other people's games. And you can hit the little um, number pad to throw likes up in the air for helping people out. Mm -hmm. But like on that specific run, that one run, somebody put a rope that allowed me to climb up the top of the mountain. Then I was able to use somebody's ladder to go down the side of the mountain. And then there was this huge body of water that I had to cross. But I'm like, crap, I can't get this wet. Somebody had built a bridge to let me cross over. And those were cool and awesome aspects there um, that I really liked about Death Stranding. I didn't beat it. I'm not even close to it. Um, I really enjoyed the first boss battle because it really threw everything for a change of pace based on what I was used to. But no, the poop grenades. I didn't use those specifically. Okay. There are other things I used. I used the blood grenades. The blood grenades. The blood ah, grenades. Um, this man is insane. <laughs> and he needs to be stopped. But it... 
I really I don't know how many of those grenades you can make before your character dies from blood loss. I mean, every time you go to the bathroom, add it in. No, no, the, the blood ones. So um, you have a blood bag. So you could put blood packs in the blood bag. So every time you use a grenade, it will autofill. And you now you get to a point, of course, where you're dead. Don't but like, try and understand this game. Is, this game is. We'll we'll talk off off my camera. This this game is taking a oh large handful of acid and just putting it in your face and then going to deliver Uber Eats. Anyway, <laughs> I like I really. I if he just got inspired by Uber Eats in Japan or something. They're just like, look, man, I, I just I, I want to get some. Pizza delivery. I, I really, I really like this game, and it's one of my honorable mentions because it's a very unique game. It's a very different game, and Kojima is known for trying and seeing different things, and I really like that and seeing stuff like that in the gaming space. I want Kojima to go back to Nano Machines. I, I am very interested to hear how you feel about this game after you beat it because I oh, yeah. there is a twelve-hour YouTube video that's all the cutscenes, and I was like, I want to know what this game is, but I don't want to play it. So I started watching. After about five and a half hours, I was like, all right, I am done with this. I want to know what this the end of this game is. Heard what the end of the game is and says, wow, glad I just saved myself seven more hours. Okay. So I am interested to hear your... And that is when I turned on the game. I was like, this game has got so much potential. Man, if it pays off like it does in Metal Gear. Nope. It's different. But like, we'll, we'll definitely see. I'll let yeah. you guys know as I beat the game. But um, Death Stranding is one of my honorable mentions. Very nice. Any other, any others you guys want to mention? Two of the other ones, I had Resident Evil and Star Wars on mine. Um, yeah. Sekiro was on my honorable mentions list. I love that. That was close. If it weren't for Jedi Fallen Order, that would have ended up in the top um, bunk as well. So I got another one to add. Mm -hmm. And I know Seth played this and then kind of fell off of it because you went hard on this game. Dude, if I if it's what I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. I know exactly what you're talking um, about. I discovered Dauntless recently, and it was no fault of Seth. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been playing with a few other people. And I've been thinking about getting back into it. Monster Hunter's got me wanting, and I was like, man, I wish I could play Monster Hunter, but not for 25 minutes. Yeah, and I love the fact that I can go do a hunt in like 10, 15 minutes and yeah. be done. Mm -hmm. I'm, so I've only made it to level 20, as far as like your personal level, before, oh, yeah. not your gear level. Um, but I'm really digging this game. And I, this is fun. I'm playing it with I need like, to play with you. It's so much more fun with friends. Especially when, you, when you're all in Discord. And yeah. uh, I'm recording some things for some future redacted content. Um, but it's... Uh, there is no verbal filter. It's just like... Whatever flies, flies. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really digging this. Um, Puminol may be joining in on some of that too. Nice. I, I like Dauntless because like Fortnite, it is a truly cross-play game. Yes. Um, funny thing, so right now this game is on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC, and apparently they're bringing it to mobile. Of course they are because... Well, now all the iPhones support Xbox and PS4 if it, controllers. If it runs on a Switch, it can run on a phone. Yeah. I mean... Could you imagine though, like in, in all seriousness, like if someone's on break at work and they just want to do a hunt real quick on their lunch break... Well, Xbox controller in your iPad, you, you just have all the stuff from your Xbox or your PC right there. Yeah. It's pretty dope. But I'm looking through a list of... Seth has games. unlocked one of my other honorable mentions. Okay. Astral Chain. Ah, okay. Is one of my honorable mentions. If you have a Switch and you love action games, play this game. It is criminally underrated. It is so freaking awesome, especially if you like action games and anime. This is a hundred percent up your game, up your alley. I, I like the combat. I didn't think that the controls of like one stick controlling your person and the other one controlling your um, 
uh, your Legion mm -hmm. was going to work. It works very well, especially when you get the handle of it. Love Astral Chain. Mm -hmm. It is a hidden gem on the Nintendo Switch. Go play it. I have two. Okay. First one. We haven't talked about this much at all. Okay. But Apex Legends. It is an interesting game. I I fell off Apex Legends pretty hard after playing it for a lot. Um, I think that Apex Legends is one of the most fun and engaging battle royales. Because I think that yeah. while a lot of people tried to copy Fortnite, they were like, what can we take about that formula of game? Like, about the excitement and fun of like playing PUBG and playing Fortnite and apply that in a way that's a little less toxic, a little bit more consistent, and honestly, just better. Like the, gun, the gunplay of a Titanfall game. And they executed it flawlessly, and I think that the way they launched this game was 90% effective. I think that, because if you remember, this was a cold launch. Yeah, yeah. this was, was a like stealth drop. Like, oh, they hey, did by it. The, way. the problem is they invited a bunch of streamers in on Friday, so a bunch of streamers who are really great at not breaking NDAs, BT Dubs, go into <laughs> this respawn, and they're announcing that they're going to respawn. Right? Oh, I'm under NDA. I can't talk about the game, but I'm at respawn. So everyone starts speculating. Oh, Titanfall, Titanfall three, Titanfall three, Titanfall three. So then they go home. And they're like, well, I can't talk about the game, but it's not Titanfall 3. Which, surprise, that's the definition of breaking an NDA. Because you're not supposed to discuss what you, what you saw there. I digress. Um, you can't ban everyone. So, uh, what ends up happening is throughout the entire weekend, everyone's like, what, no Titans, what, not Titanfall, what is, what, this game is garbage. And then on Monday, they do the, the stream where it's like, you know, Sorry. all the reveals and whatnot. And then the game blows up. So I think the game itself delivered, but boy, if that game had been bad, it would have crashed and burned. I'm talking like uh, Boss Key Games crashed and burned. Ooh, if, boy. If, Ooh. It, if it had launched and not been Wait, good, but... What was the name of that game? Something Heights? Uh, Radical Heights. Sunset, Sunset... No, Radical Sunset Heights. Overdrive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You're, 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 you were there. But uh, teams of three and sticking to that. Courage for doing that, like designing the game around team composition and not letting it be a solo or duo game or a quad game. Picking three and going with it is great. Um, dropping together, drop squad or drop leader, fantastic. Uh, I think the pace of the game was great. I think the guns and the way that you manage your inventory with a controller was really great. Apex Legends, the ping system, the ping system is hands down. And I, it's telling that Fortnite copied most of that stuff. Like, it's very telling. Awesome. And then, uh, gotta say, man, like, things like the Halloween event. I enjoyed that. It was yes. a totally different game yeah, mode. Events, yeah. It is the one Battle Royale that I will actually play. Yeah. So that says something. Yeah. I played Fortnite once, I got my Victory Royale, and walked out. <laughs> yeah. That's it. it yeah. I mean, if I would enjoy Fortnite if it, but building is, I think, is. The, oh, no, I didn't the, build. Yeah, that's it's like I, the I barrier, and I know they'll never make a no build mode. But like, I would play Fortnite every day if it had a no build mode. Yeah. But Apex is it? Yeah, man. Um, I waited in a building with a shotgun after it got down to two of us, and I'm like, "Come on, buddy, you got to come around." Sometime. I have my one win in Apex on stream. Nice. It is. It is. Um, I believe it's in a clip. It is in a clip because it was. We were on a scaffold, and it was myself and J.W. Moses. 
Yep. And one of our other guys died, so it was him and me, and then there was one person left. And I remember on my camera, I, we saw him. He was running across something, and I was shooting him, shooting him, and I damaged him a little I bit. I remember that, yeah. And then J.W. Moses just goes, sniper rifle, boom. <laughs> I'm like, nice. yes. We good. did it. Um, um, I do have one more. Good. I don't know if anybody else has got more. I mine more, I can't, I can't think mine is Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> Honk. Honk. Uh, Untitled Goose Game is an absolute delight. It is, uh, you probably beat this game in like six hours tops. Like, it's it not is long. A, not a very long game. It is on Game Pass. Is it true it's just Goose GTA? Very much. It is. <laughs> just making sure. I'm trying to think of what a good comparison would be. I, Goat Simulator is close, but I, I feel like it's Goat Simulator, but it is much more polished. And definitely more charming. Okay. The uh, the gooses. I mean, literally, you start that game and it just says press X to honk, and I was like, "Yep, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be real good." Uh, it's got a surprising amount of depth to the puzzles, considering what you are doing. Like literally, just like head up, head down, grab something, or honk, or or yeah, <laughs> extend the wings. <laughs> And uh, you go into a new area, you get this to-do list, and it's just goofy, zany stuff where it's like, uh, make the kid put on the wrong glasses, and you, you have to figure out, like, oh, where am I going to get another set of glasses? Or or turn on the TVs in the electronics store, so you've got to figure out how to get in there. Um, just an absolute, absolute charm. And the end is actually pretty challenging, <sighs> because you get through all the zones, and then you realize that the whole world is, like, connected, right? It's like one big connected world, and you've been going through these zones... And, but the, the kind of the last challenge you have to overcome is a bit of a tour to, tour to France of puzzle solving and getting, you know, just doing cool stuff. It's a fun end of the game. And then you get finished and there's another to-do list. So there's more to do after you beat the game. Okay. The game. Cool. It's just endearing and charming. I liked it. It was yeah. fun. You guys named any other honorable mentions I would have had. Um... Grindstone. Grindstone's a good one. God, put that on the list. Jesus. I mean, I know Um, it's in another list, but nah. Grindstone's epic. And now people are playing it all over work. Fire Emblem Three Houses, I'll give a shout out to that as Mm -hmm. well. Like There were a lot of really great games on the Switch. Especially in the latter half of the year. I want you to know that we're not going to talk about this now. But I want you to know that somewhere in the crux of WB's Batman games... Persona 5 and Fire Emblem Three Houses. In the middle of this strange Venn diagram I've constructed is the perfect Harry Potter game that I want right now. But you don't want it when Harry was there. Like, you want it nope, before... Nope, I can before... tell you exactly when I want it. I want it to take place either before Voldemort was a student, so okay. before Tom Riddle was there, or in between the period... After the fall of Voldemort and before Harry attends the school. I don't think that period would be as interesting, but I think it would be very interesting to explore things like Hagrid's incident with, you know, why he was kicked out of the school, explore Dumbledore as a, as a professor. The defense against Dark Arts instead of the headmaster. Yeah, that's it. the perfect Harry Potter video. And again, I'm not going to talk about it right now. Okay. This might be a pitch video one day, but... <laughs> the perfect Harry Potter game is this idea of, like, personas going to school, uh, you know, living out your day in class, mm-hmm. and then Fire Emblem's like, okay, what am I going to spend time studying? Potions or this to alter my my play style? And then 
making it like a Batman game in that it's a very actiony game, but then also have a lot of like dialogue choices, like very RPG, like Bioware. Okay. Okay. So kind of like Outer Worlds, yeah. where like you okay, your potions is high enough, so you're like, oh, don't mix that in, which prevents an explosion or whatever, right? Or yeah. um, knowing which spell to cast, type of thing. So yeah. that'd be interesting. Just saying. Call me WB. I'll, I'll get a pitch together. Give me a couple days. We'll make we'll make magic. Anything else? Um, hmm. now's the time. We're at the closest book. Nah, close the book, man. Because mm-hmm. nothing jumps out of me immediately. Which okay, means hold. Seth, you're good. I got a magic. This is an object of power. It's a tablet that when actually hold up. There we go. It's a tablet that when you close it finishes the discussion about last year okay. to focus on next year. So I'm going to take this object of power. Wait. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, we're not no, sorry. Don't, don't be sorry. Um, also, 2020. No, 2020 game of the year, Kakarot. What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Oh, I'm just trying to fight. trigger people. Don't mind um, Then that is it, guys, for Rocket Punch's game of the year 2019 discussions uh thanks everybody who voted in our people's choice polls thanks to everybody who has joined us on this lovely journey hopefully it's been a lot easier to consume than previous years past um except when i'm here no no no. well no it it, it four episodes two hours two fifteen two forty five you don't like the 16 hours of continuous audio content <laughs> three hours in seven minutes and counting right now. <laughs> Look, at um, least I didn't have an 18-minute rant in this one. That's true. You didn't. You didn't. I had several. You, you had a couple. That's it, fine. Fun fact. Let me, let me think if it's still true. Okay, so out of fun fact, and I learned this in setting up for Game of the Year. So this is our fifth Game of the Year ring of episodes. With the exception of this year and 2016, every game that has won Game of the Year here in Rocket Punch, the respective developer also won Developer of the Year. Go look at go go look at the tape. Good people make good games. So, and I was thinking because like, th- could this be insight into how what the winners of the Game of the Year are? Could be. I mean. So. All I'm saying is, if uh, you want to repeat performance, uh, Cyberpunk better be excellent. I don't know. I'm getting it on PC. We'll see. I am too. Sorry, Final Fantasy. It was a good run, but silver's a pretty color. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we can give them silver. And honestly, it may be like I don't know, man. Doom's here. There, 2020 has like, I, I'm gonna list out just some games off the top of my head for 2020 that we know of so far. Yeah. Doom Eternal. Yep. It's a big game. You may not play it. Animal Crossing. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Last of Us Part Two. Um, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite. Uh, you got Ori is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've There's other... Uh, Gears Tactics. Uh, that's... Oh, I can get one more out. There's going to be a Batman game. It'll be, it'll be this yeah year. I mean they're teasing it too hard yeah it's gonna be next gen probably um, and I, I feel but like though, and those are just confirmed games they're still like the Batman game Assassin's Creed 
the Ragnarok and we don't Vikings know when the game. Next we don't. Games coming out. Yeah, um, Watch Dogs Legion and Gods and Monsters and all the Ubisoft games that got yeah. pushed for the back half of the year, mm-hmm. which we don't have dates for, but. They said the le- um, back half of 2020, so... Yeah, all I gotta say is I actually respect Eves a bit more because he was willing to take it on the stock mm. and be like, you know what? No, we're gonna let our company this lose make, all value I, here I, I, to I'm, make better games I'm so later. happy they did that with Watch Dogs Legion because I think Watch Dogs 2 was criminally underrated. It's a really great yeah. game and it had a really great style, especially being in like San Francisco and whatnot, and it sucks that not as many people jumped onto it because they remember Watch Dogs 1. Yeah. No, I can't wait for Legion, though, because who doesn't want to be a granny busting caps in people's heads? You could almost say that 2020 is going to be one of the best years in gaming yet. And we haven't even been to but E3 it's yet. <laughs> not just the best year in gaming. It is also the best year in Rocket Punch. Yes, it is. So, usually, the, 2019 is closed. We're moving on to 2020. Object of Power has spoken. Um, we have got... We've been working, as we tend to do, during Game of the Year and stuff. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff that we have planned for 2020. We're not going to talk about any of that here. If you want to know more about what's happening, you're going to be here next week. Um, we we are your post-Super Bowl entertainment, because we will be going live right after the Super Bowl. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, the Super Bowl's yeah, next week. Oh, we wow. just realized that like, right. uh, a couple days ago. So, um Join us back here um, February 2nd. Uh, be on the lookout on social media channels for us so you know when the time will be. Or just follow us here on Twitch if, if you're watching. And via. you for real need to go follow us on social media. Yeah, 100%. At Rocket Punch Go on Twitter. Like right now so that um, you can get you can, all the updates. We're on the Book of Face. Just make sure you don't um, accidentally subscribe to the Rocket Punch uh, Korean uh, boy band. Woo, boy, I remember it was like yesterday we were looking at SEO and being like, man, SEO is really good for Rocket Punch. We've got things like cooked in. Nope, ruined. Yeah, Korean, just, Korean, just by a pop band coming out. It's Korean Jesus. pop band. And now we get all these random people from Korea liking our Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, it. Yeah. Ride that organic growth. But um, 2020 is... For Rocket Punch, the, the the one things I think I will say, and kind of closing this episode here, 2020 is a lot of change for Rocket Punch. Um, there's going to be a lot of change here. Some things that are going to be cool and different, and there's going to be a lot of stuff without tipping the hand that is going <laughs> to be different and you may not like. And it may be hard to swallow, but there are reasons for us doing and yep. um, removing, I mean, getting some other stuff through the way here at Rocket Punch. So, um, big year of change, us here at Rocket Punch. Mm-hmm. A lot of interesting stuff coming down the pipeline. If you want to know more, again, February 2nd, next Sunday, be right here at twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live. If you're um, listening via podcast services, come on, get in here on Twitch. And um, we will discuss the year of change here at Rock Punch for you guys. Yes. Can I hashtag blatant self promote? Please. All right. No, no, you got the Rocket Punch spiel. You know, rocketpunchgo.com. <laughs> add Rocket Punch. Uh, go. We said that at the top of the you, show. Yeah, you they, said they, out, they get you, it. Go the, look at the notes or whatever. Um, for me, particularly, if you like my ramblings, guess what? I'm on Twitter. You can follow me at Darth Turner. Um, I also do, so just a little context for those that maybe don't know who I am or have seen me and been like, who's this guy that rambles all the time? Or I like that one person who's like, I love that dude with the orange hair that gets super hyped 
I was like, my hair's not orange, but thank you for the compliment. Um, I do like to consider myself a bit of a hype lord. But the the uh, uh, all of the branding that you see for Rocket Punch, the logo, yes. um, all the visual design stuff is made by me. That's we call it the grand creative director. But I am I am a designer, and particularly I am a uh, UX and UI designer. So I'm really good at helping you create products and tools that are. Um, not just good looking, but also useful for whatever type of customers that you have or users that you have. So if you are a streamer or YouTube person who would like a little bit of help on their visual identity, if you are a business owner or know somebody who is a business owner, um, please check out my website, hellosethturner.com. Um, you can actually book an appointment just to chat with me, uh, real quick 15 minute phone call, um, or we can just talk a little bit about the problems that you're dealing with. Um, I do creative strategy and um, uh, service and UX design, so like I can help you uh, better understand like how your customers are interacting with your brand. So if you'd like to uh, to chat with me a little bit and see what I can do to help you out, please um, head over to hellosethturner.com. Or if you just want to follow me and check out all the cool design stuff that I have going on and uh, JoJo's references, yep. Star Wars memes and quotes, yep. uh, general <laughs> hype around uh, Battlefront 2 and what's new in that game, or just whatever I'm playing right now on Game Pass, you can follow me at Darth Turner on Twitter. So. And the random times he uh, graces us with his lovely presence here on the yep. Rocket Punch Show. I try to tease it a little bit, you yeah. know, give my personal brand out there, other no. marketing Please. KPIs. Yeah, I mean, you know, we need to spread the love of Seth to everyone. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for listening to the Game of the Year 2019 discussions here on the Rocket Punch Cast. Um, that's it for 2019. The object is power of cl is closed. The book is closed. <laughs> that year is dead. We'll see you next week for 2020. Bye.